vibes, simple choice. It's the boys. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today, Sunday, Easter Sunday, for those that celebrate, April 21st, 4.40 p.m., I am with my forever co-host and brother-in-law coming with Star Wars Prophecies. Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, not much, just full of so much food. Oh, gosh, we just wrecked a ton of Easter food. We had green bean casserole, ham, corn, a bread, bread, and what else? Pretzel salad, which is kind of like this... Potatoes? Oh, yeah, we had yeah oven-roasted potatoes. We had... Uh, strawberry pretzel salad, which is a... Strawberries and jello on the top layer, and then like a whipped whipped cream or like whipped butter, and then it has pretzels. At the bottom. Yeah. So it's like the the perfect balance of crunchy, salty, and sweet. It's so good. And I ate way too big of a piece and yeah. kind of fell asleep. And my grandma was just hoarding him and him. Yeah, it was hilarious. So his grandma is on a walker, and so she kind of just prances around the house when she can escape us. Yeah. And you have your parents in the dining room have a dish full of little caramel chocolate or caramel hard candies. Yeah. And so I was sitting on the the chair there just browsing my my phone, completely in my peripheral vision, looking out my corner of my eye. And she like looked at me and was like, Oh, he can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. And just walked away from her walker and just took like a handful, put it in her pocket, looked back at me. So I wasn't <laughs> looking at her yet. Took another nice big handful. And then when we were at the the island, she was also just stuffing her pockets full of M and M's. And she look up and she's like, "Does anyone you see me? <laughs> you didn't see me. Yeah. You see anything? Yeah, she's the perfect. Speak of this, and I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, the perfect thief. Yeah. But uh, it was good times. We were going to record yesterday, but we I signed up for a task that I did not know it was going to take eight hours. We moved Ryan to a new apartment. Yep. And it was fun. We had some good conversations. It just got a little deja vu when we went. Nine times back and forth to your old apartment. Yeah, it was apartment. a long freaking day. But then we got Mongolian barbecue at the end of it, and all that was, was really good. All was well in the world. Some yum yum sauce. I didn't have any sauce, and it was super bland. I need. To I stop told do- you I was wondering what the hell you're doing. I need to stop doing that. Yeah, um, you're ruining it. So I had a really crazy week. I went down to Atlanta for yes. work, but you are very adamant about sharing. So we went to church this morning, all right, and Ryan was furiously taking notes, and I'm like. Wow, you were so invested in this sermon today, Ryan. What is, <laughs> yeah. what is well, like well, one of the things it was like, are you closed off from God? And I was like, no, I'm open to the d- dark side of the force. And like, I'm like writing down Star Wars theories, and I have like two pages of things. Actually, my fr- two unrelated questions. Sure, they had like a light show thing as songs were playing, and it was. Does light require a medium to travel? <laughs> it was the first question because sound does. Because like, and then I said. If a star explodes, could we hear it or the sound after it traveled through the vacuum? Because would we hear it because there's no actual thing mm-hmm. for sound to f- vibrate? Yeah, George Lucas really kind of didn't teach me about space well when I was a, y- a young little lad. Yeah, so those are my, two of my big questions. Okay, well, we'll ponder that later in the podcast. Let's get to the real meat of the okay, stuff Okay, so here. the real question is who are Ray's parents, and um, in the last one, The Last Jedi, 
It was what? Scrappers? What are you looking on your phone? Your mom just posted or sent a bunch of pictures because your dad's in Thailand for the listeners that want to know. And your mom just sent, I think, at least 25 pictures. Oh. And eight of them are Skittles. Your cat. As they should be. <laughs> Not the candy. Uh, Ryan was a troubled little boy and he named his cat Skittles growing up. So and my dog Snickers. Yeah. I named that one. Yeah. All right. So, so moving on, moving along here. Who are Ray's parents? So three options, Obi-Wan and a scrapper lady. Well, Obi-Wan would be her grandfather. Why? Because he was like a 90 year old man in a new hope. And he could still give his seed <laughs> at like 120 or something. And he could use the force to thrust himself. Okay, okay, that's a theory. Um, so because you were saying if it's Obi Wan's kid, that's an option. I said his grand, whatever. Keep going. So I said because he, he was on the whatever desert planet protecting Luke. That's right. Yeah, it's called Tatooine. Tatooine. And uh, the real question is, why would they go to a different desert planet to drop her off? Right? They go from Tatooine to a Jakku to drop her off. They have another desert like right in. Where they're at. So I said that's kind of weird. Um, there's Darth Sidious and a scrapper girl. Um, if we're going along the, like, they're scrappers and they just... What's a scrapper? Left, they scrap things, like scrap metals. Isn't that what Kylo said to her? Uh, junk traders. Junk trader, scrapper, like scrap metal? Yeah, same thing. Um, similar to how she or uh, Sidious did it with Smee. Uh, yeah, which Anakin's I was not mom. aware that, first of all, her name was Smee, like... Subject matter expert? I don't know what's happening right now. But No, it's only because Ryan sent me a text uh, in a group chat about his theories. Okay, and so in the comics, Sidious manipulated the Force, yeah. introduced midichlorians, and impregnated... Smee. Yes. Yes. Along comes Anakin Skywalker with, an, <coughs> with a last name that was just pulled out of air. I, I, I don't, don't know, know where Skywalker came from. Okay. We should probably have looked that up. Doesn't matter. Skywalker is even though it's the entire thing's about Skywalker. Um, the next one is Luke and Mara Jade, mm-hmm. um, student or scrapper. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I was I have a few things related to Obi Wan. Uh, maybe the desert world is where Luke grew up um, and where Obi Wan lived. Tatooine. Yeah, Tatooine. I have no idea what I was saying there. Yeah, I was about to say of, co- of course that's what happened, <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's the um, opening moments of see. A New Hope. Oh, okay, so let's see. In the trailer, they're going to like a lit up city. Yes, and that ship looks like the exact same one that left Ray on Jakku. Well, what I'm thinking is they can go to Poe's homeworld, like where his parents were, and there was like a force tree on that world. And she could go to like absorb the force powers. What? Yeah, it's in the comics. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking that because if we see the casino city, I wouldn't be happy. Canto Bright? Yes. Um, which sounds like a Pokemon. Um, so well, it's literally the region and then bright at the end of it. So copyright infringement, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I'm going to skip this one. Actually, screw it. I'm just going to go to my main thing and then yeah. go back to the other one. Apparently this is some mind blowing earth shattering theory here. So what I'm thinking is opening credit scrolls. You got obviously the scroll of things, text, and you usually in all of these it goes to like a planet. No, right? exactly because they're in space. Do you think Sidious is going to be mentioned in the opening text scroll? No. Okay. No. So here's what I'm thinking: um, it flashes to space with a planet in the background, and you see half of 
uh, the Devastator, which is the Super Star Destroyer that went into the Death Star the second time. In Return of the Jedi. Yes, uh, over Endor. Okay. Cut to Endor. Ray is training in the woods, jumping over logs, climbing up trees, jumping around. And then Luke's Force Ghost is there training her. Same like Yoda, same like mirrored kind of training style. Dude, I just can picture it now. The audience in the movie theater would just erupt in applause. I know, right? Nuts. Um, they get to a clearing to where uh, Luke explains to Ray, this is where we had the funeral for Darth Vader, my father. Ooh. Pops up Anakin's force ghost. You think so? Yes. That, I think that's just too much in your face too quick. No. Okay, they had the slowest just... No, you have to get in there. We want to wrap up, what, nine movies worth? Mm-hmm. So, Anakin's Force Ghost. Like I mean, they're, Christensen? They're, yes. Okay. Tie back to the prequels. All right. And basically explain, like, hey, um, I was Darth Vader, obviously, um, and I was on the dark side. It, It's hard to come back to the light. Kind of, like, giving a prep talk to try to bring Kylo back or, like what it took for him to be pulled back to the light side. Mm-hmm. And then basically saying good luck. Um, they end up going to that cliff edge. And I don't see that being the end of the movie. I see that being right off the back. And they see the Death Star over that ocean, mm-hmm. right? Once they get, run out of the woods doing... So you're saying Finn and Poe are already with her at this point? I think she's doing like this thing and they're on their way there. For This is mostly like Ray stuff right okay. at the beginning. Because okay. we, we didn't get a good training session. Sure. And that was a complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see the Death Star up in front of her, and she feels a calling, right? She's not sure what it is, and she goes to the Death Star, and she, she like, fun- swims out to it? Yeah, swims mm-hmm. out to it, like they had in the... the Force Awakens concept. Yep. Yeah. She finds Luke's green Master Jedi lightsaber. Oh, frick yeah. And she also feels an awakened Darth Sidious spirit. Mm. And what would be awesome would be, in that new t- first trailer, she has a blue lightsaber, but they just masked it for the trailer because it'd be a giveaway if she showed up with Luke's green lightsaber. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. Oh, I was about to so make a good. joke, but I can't go that far. No, it's... Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. I'm like, that way she wouldn't have to rebuild Anakin's, right? She would just have... And then we could do the whole thing that we missed in The Last Jedi where... Um, Luke throws it over his shoulder and that shit. Yeah. He can say, this is my lightsaber, Master Jedi, forged it myself. A part of me is in there. I'll pass it on to you. Dude, I'm like erect right now. This Dude, is... I got chills thinking of that, like, in there, in church. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, so, other things. Maybe there is a map to Mustafar and um, the tunnels under Vader's castle where they... Um, got Snoke's ring. Um, They can explain Sidious and Snoke connection. And it would be interesting if Kylo was going to Mustafar at the same time. And they, maybe to find a Sith holocron or whatever. But then they got into a battle in Mustafar. Okay. So I was just reading a theory when we were actually at your parents. And it was saying that when Rey's on that planet in the trailer, running away from presumably Kylo... Kylo could just shoot a bunch of bullets at her. Why would he toy with her if he inten- if his intention was to kill her in that moment? Any logical person with a ship like that would just boom, 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 or just 
shoot a freaking torpedo and explode her to bits. Why would he chase her? So the because the po- of because of movies. I know, but the point of that person was making on Instagram was like, what if she's trying to get off the planet because it's going to explode, someone's chasing her, and that jump move is for her to acrobatically get herself onto the ship and Kylo's going to take her off and they're going to, because they're fighting a greater enemy, whether that's Sidious, I don't know. I'm just kind of just spitballing here and going on that person's theory, Mm. but nothing from that trailer indicated that he was really trying to hurt her. Yeah, except for driving a putt. Yeah, I don't know if that's just movie doing movie. Who knows if that's even in the film? Because it's so odd that she would be in the absolute middle of nowhere. There's no droid. There's no indication that a battle has taken place there, right? Yeah. She's just dropped it in the middle of a planet, and Kylo's ship comes out of nowhere. There's nothing in the background. That- well, I was thinking, what if that's Tatooine? And she was on Tatooine to either learn about, I mean... I guess Naboo is um, Sidious's homeworld, but what if she's there to learn about if her parents are Obi Wan? I'm gonna turn off the air. Okay. You keep talking. Well, I was just thinking we don't know what that planet is, and we've only seen two desert planets. We've seen Tatooine, Obi Wan, and Luke, where Geonosis. they grew up. I guess Geonosis, but there weren't a bunch of bugs and things. That was more of like an orange planet. This was like a deserty sand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've seen Jakku. Jakku, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it would be pretty neat to see, to come back where it all began at That's Tatooine, you know. That would be pretty neat. I don't know what would motivate them or cause them to go back there. I was reading that Sidious created some kind of laboratory on Jakku. On Jakku. So maybe they're there. Mm. Yeah. Because ma- maybe that's where Sidious has been hanging out for the past umpteen years. Yeah, there's also... The theory guy said that it could have been. It was he said it was outlandish, but his theory was also that it could have been a clone in the throne room, and that wasn't the real Sidious. But that's kind of far fetched. Yeah, Ryan or uh, Travis just texted me, executive mm-hmm. producer of the show. He's gonna be on the show next week, folks. So uh, stay tuned for that. But he asked me, "You're not a fan of beer, right?" Not really. Yeah, I don't know beers. Um, I think you'd like a Blue Moon. It's kind of got a citrusy taste to it. Yeah, uh, it's really smooth. I like not, Red's Apple Ale, but that's... Those are ciders. Really those are kind of just, you know, those are for girls. Bitch right? beers. Yeah. Um, I am a fan of Pilsners, Travis. I'll text you back, though, because, you know, I'm a nice guy. Ryan, keep going with your theories. Okay, let's see. Kylo can be on Mustafar to get closer to his grandpa or find a Sith artifact. Um, if... Um, Ray is an Obi-Wan or a Kenobi, I guess they could do a uh, mirrored Obi-Wan versus Vader with a Kylo versus Ray, right? They could do a mirrored thing. Um, and then like the Ray Death Star just, fight, Ray just disappears into nothing and says, strike me down and whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever Obi-Wan Well, that says. was my next question. He was like, why call it uh, rise of Skywalker if Ray wins and she's a Kenobi it was my counter to that one. Say that again. Just finish your freaking text. Hey, man. Because you're not paying attention to our other listeners who are not Travis. Yeah, I'm a Pilsner guy and Ryan doesn't like beer. All right. Keep going. Good. Okay, so um, if that's mirrored, why is it called Rise of Skywalker if Rey wins and she's a Kenobi? That was my thought. Yeah, that would be really odd. And that's why if there isn't a redemption arc for Kylo, I 
feel like Ray has to be a Skywalker. Yeah. Because that would just be so weird if the the legacy of this bloodline just ends. Okay, so isn't Skywalker what Palpatine called Luke? Right? He never Palpatine or Skywalker. City, yeah, she he never said, Hey, sup Luke. So Rise of Skywalker is Luke rising to the force in to become a force ghost. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it could be. And I think also, um, I always do this. Rip my headphones out of my my mic. I think it also is just all encompassing for all nine films: the rise of Skywalker, the rise of these, this saga as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it's it's so it's so ambiguous because the Last Jedi was it wasn't singular, wasn't plural. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so I think it's it teases the audience, but yeah, I think it very much is um, all encompassing. Not so much specific to thing, thing off not so much spe- specific to Luke like one person or, yeah yeah it was just an idea I, I think it'd be cool if it was about force ghosts um let's see Sidious finally defeated whole story about Skywalker versus Sidious or it's um Obi-Wan versus Sidious but that's kind of countered with Lucas saying it's a Skywalker story mm-hmm. so like yeah the entire is the I guess Anakin the rise and fall of Sidious, really, because it started with Palpatine, his rise and fall. Yep. And if the last one ends with him coming back for a second wind or an encore, and they finally defeat him, that I guess that makes sense for his arc. Um, maybe Kylo and Rey versus Sidious after their fight or whatever the hell was happening with that. Yeah, that would be an incredibly you, epic battle scene with like three a lightsabers. Yeah. And like, they have, need... have you ever seen, um, what is it, Maul and uh, Savage Oppress versus Darsidious in the cartoons? Oh, yeah. Well, that was in Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was an awesome battle. Yeah. So something no. like that where like Sidious is flipping around doing awesome shit. Yeah. No, I mean, we need, because in Force Awakens, there was seriously like just amateur hour for am- or, uh, lightsaber use. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi... I mean, the throne room scene was incredibly epic, but it wasn't Mustafar epic. It wasn't lightsaber against lightsaber. It was the Praetorian slaughtering Praetorian guards. And so we need an all out like 10 to 12 minute crazy lightsaber scene with them, not in one single location, but like in Mustafar where they're just spanning the entire planet, essentially, Yeah, you know, with all this crazy background stuff, lavas everywhere. They're on these jumping from these different platforms. Just, yeah. Absolute chaos. We need that. And to have Kylo fighting back-to-back with Rey against Sidious would just be amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, That or what's-her-face? Um, two lightsaber Rose girl. Tico? Yeah, if they give give her a lightsaber and put her against Sidious. I would love to see that in a scene. <laughs> you don't have any force powers. Let me kill you slowly. Yeah. To give the listeners a nod. Yeah. Um... Two lights What's her face? Oh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka. That would be awesome. You got white, you got red, you got potentially green if my wet dream of a theory comes true. Dude, talk about Skittles. All colors of the rainbow will be in that fight. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd like that. Did you see that band Skittles commercial where he's like... I can't... I probably don't want to talk about that. I'll show you after this. Well, if it was a Skittles commercial, I mean, it could be on Octopus. No, he's like... They're like pretending to have sex and then he Skittles all over her face. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
When was this? Like in the seventies or something? No, like two thousands. Yikes! All right, kids. Well, you'll uh, we'll look at this skittles. after. Um, so let's see. Um, maybe tree scene with Kylo on Endor. So maybe that tree scene where he like jabs the person with his the side of his lightsaber, Just shoves him into the ground, is on Endor. Or wow, I've, or with an exclamation point. It's on Naboo, where their grandma is from, and they're having the Leia funeral procession, the same as they gave to uh, Princess Amidala. Padme. Yeah. yeah. Padme and Amidala. Um, It's also the same homeworld as Palpatine. So they could do this funeral procession with Kylo's mom while they're doing stuff where um, Kylo is guided by Sidious and to a dark patch that corrupted him as a child while the funeral procession mirrors on that same planet. Hmm. So all the good guys are like, yeah, we're sad and like this, and he's further going down the dark side. And it's just like cutting back and forth between the two. Yeah. Which would be pretty cool. And I think it would be a cool homage back to the, uh, or a nod back to that scene in the prequels. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the credit scroll thing that I already talked about. So that's what I wrote down. Nice. Good stuff, man. Good yeah. use of the church time. It is. It really was. Learned so, a lot. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I had a rather eventful week. I wasn't planning or expecting it to be as eventful as it was. Um, but I went down south to the good old state, God's country, Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. for an IT advanced auditing course. It was a four-day God. thing. So thrilling. Oh, Gosh, yeah, kept me up at night. I was thinking about those Linux and Unix <laughs> auditing techniques. Mm. Anyways, so Gotta I went get that down... operating system. Mm, that OS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, so my buddy and I, a friend from work, we both went signed up and registered for this course, and we went down. And I flew out Sunday at about five. I was expecting to land at like seven thirty. Yeah. Well, when we got to Atlanta, there were these crazy thunderstorms. We had to. tornadoes yeah tornado warnings we just circle atlanta for you know 30 minutes or whatever and we started running out of a fuel so we're like okay let's go to nashville and fuel up went to nashville and we were like on the runway calling air traffic control for two and a half three hours to figure out hey can we fly back to um my stupid pop filter did you have movies or anything nothing and i was the middle seat and the air conditioning was off so you're just roasting there. Oh my gosh, dude. What did you do to entertain yourself? Um, well, th- that was this other thing. My phone was dying. Yeah, because three hours. So like... I was trying to conserve it because... So I, 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 t- I just turned it off. I told Lauren, like, hey, I need to turn my phone off because I still need to get to the airport and call an Uber. Yeah. So I was conserving it, conserving it. But then I was updating her, like, what was going on. Finally, we get back in the air. We've, we land in Atlanta. And I get off. By this point, it's 11 o'clock yeah. at night. And I, I get through. The Atlanta airport is just ginormous. It's humongous. Yeah. It's absolute maze. I finally made it to the area where you can call an Uber. And I pull open my phone and I have 3%. Ooh. And I'm not getting a good signal to call an Uber. And it goes down to 2%. And I'm like, F. I have to go charge my phone which was like a 25-minute walk back into the airport to find a place that I could actually plug in my phone. Yeah. Finally get my phone to like 19%. I looked at the Burger King next to me, and I was like, I deserve onion rings. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I, you do. I got an order onion rings. Finally got to the place where they could call an Uber. Did, you, did they have like a special sauce? Did you do 
Any sauces? I didn't, no. Eat them raw. I just ate them raw. Mm. And so then I finally... I love onion rings. It's good stuff. Those onion rings from that place that we go to on Fridays. Yeah. Well, I usually get their french fries, and those are super tasty. Their tater tots are really good, too. Get the tots. Fried potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm definitely going to eat the oven-roasted ones after this. Mm -hmm. So I finally got to my hotel, and I was like, I just want to watch the premiere of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So it was 12, no, it was 1 o'clock at this point in the morning. And I turned on HBO to see if they were doing a rerun. Mm -hmm. Because it's 1 o'clock. Naturally, the episode starts at the top of the hour, right? False. It started at 12.30. So I missed the first half of the episode because my my, Wi-Fi in the hotel was so bad that I couldn't actually connect and watch the show. It was just buffering. Yeah. So I watched the back half of the episode. Good groundwork setting up the season. But then I was like, I can't go to bed not having watched the first half of the episode. Yeah. So I sat there refreshing my phone until it buffered. And I watched the first half and I was like, I might as well just watch it all again. Yeah. Watch the whole thing. And then it was 2.30 in the morning and I finally went to bed. Yeah. I'm excited for tonight's episode. Me too. So flash forward to Monday, my buddy and I, we were hopping from place to place, trying food and getting some appetizers and beers and stuff like that. Well... Once we got to our final place, we were near a hotel, so we were like, should we call it a night? Because my friend was pretty pretty buzzed at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, we're going to this White Oak place. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. dude, there's people wearing suits and, like, really fancy dresses. I, and my friend's wearing a Space Jam t-shirt. Space and I, Jam. And I have a backwards Mark. hat, ripped jeans, and a t-shirt. I was like, dude, this is not the place for us. He's like, we're going in. And I was like, all right, whatever. We sit down, super cool bartender. He had a cool beard. We ran into Warren Buffett. Yeah. He gave us crap about his shirt. <laughs> No, so we sat down at this bar, great bartender, super cool dude, and my friend, he's kind of a beer connoisseur, okay. he's in a beer club, he like can sit there, drink a beer, and tell you the different taste, how hoppy it is, and all this other garbage, wow. mumbo jumbo. What a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes across Schlitz, which was really popular in the 70s, mm-hmm. and he's like freaking out about this beer, and I was like, I know nothing about this, so I asked the bartender, I was like, what's the deal with Schlitz? And he's like, think of it like your parents' PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. And I was like, I'll take two, please. Yeah. And great beer, really good. Smooth, crappy, you know, if you drank alcohol in high school, that would be the cheap beer to go. Kind of like a Natty Light. Yeah. So Back when I was like 18. Exactly. And so Tuesday rolls around, and we go to dinner at this local Atlanta Braves, the baseball team. Mm-hmm. They have like a local sports bar. Went there, got some good food. And then uh, we went to White Oak, had another Schlitz. By this time, it was like 7, 7.30. Yeah. And the Blue Jackets were playing that night. Yes. And I wanted to watch it because they were up 3-0 against the best team in the league, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. And Sean was like, dude, I'm pretty tired. I think I'm going to go back to the hotel. And I was like, all right. So I went to the local Irish pub to watch the rest of the game. Yeah, it was a good game. So I sit down at the bar, and there's this dude sitting next to me, and... I, I order Miller Lite, and I'm sitting there sipping my beer. Blue Jackets win. Yes. Hooray. And I have about three quarters of my beer left. So the next NHL game comes on, I'm kind of just watching that. The dude next to me cashes out and leaves. This is where it gets really interesting, Ryan. Yeah. So this girl, this blonde-haired girl, sits two seats away from me. Mm-hmm. Bleach blonde, done up really kind of... Those blondes. Yeah. She has this skin-tight leather pink skirt on that's actually what i asked dad for me to get for me or for me in mexico as everyone does that and asses chaps Mm -hmm. he got me neither 
I know. You, Father you just of the request year. one thing. It's probably because he was with his boss and getting asses chaps for a six-foot guy. Probably wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah. So this girl sits two seats down from me, super dark red lipstick. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm not thinking too much of it. I'm like, whatever. Continue to watch the NHL games with my beer. Not five minutes later, another girl, bleach blonde hair with pink tips... And I don't even remember what she was wearing, but something scantily clad that you wouldn't wear to That's church. Tips. T I P S. Yes. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, bleach yeah. blonde tips you got in the 90s. I thought you said something completely different. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm glad you I clarified. Like, she had pink tits. Oh, okay. Yeah, glad you clarified for the <laughs> listeners there. I was like, it sounded like that. Okay, yeah, thanks for clarifying. So she sits next to me, and they knew they must have known the bartender. There's mm-hmm. this, this girl, she's rec- not recently pregnant, but she recently found out the gender of her child. Mm-hmm. And her and the chef... Are, I was recently pregnant. No, her and the chef are the one that got it on and, you know, yeah. had this baby. So they were talking about the gender. They the fa- hot oils. Dude, you can't keep interrupting me. This is a, this is a good story. It is. And so sh- the chef came out and was, you know, going all nuts because it's a boy. And he's like, oh, I knew it was a boy from the very beginning. And this girl that's sitting to the left of me makes a... Jo- and I'm not paying any attention to what they're saying, right? I'm watching the game. I'm sipping my beer. I'm having a good old time. She makes a joke... And then she like slaps the side of like my stomach and is like, oh, I didn't really mean anything by that. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not judging. Whatever. You know, that's cool. And I keep watching the game. Like as if like, were you trying to get my attention? What's happening right now? Yeah. And so then. And you didn't have your wedding ring on. Right? That's okay. I forgot to preface the story. I take my wedding ring off for three things. When I play Dark Souls. Yeah. When I play Sekiro. <laughs> and when I shave. Yeah. No, I only take it off for three reasons. I throw everything. When I um, when I shave, when I work out, and then when I apply like lotion to my face mm-hmm. because I don't like it getting under, or even my hands because I don't like it getting under my ring yeah. and it gets really gross. Well, I did that. I took a shower after the training, and then Sean and I went out. So yeah, I didn't have my wedding ring on. So she starts talking to me, and uh, she's like, "Oh, why are you in town?" Because apparently she goes to this bar every night. And I was like, "Oh, I'm in town for training for work." And she's, I was like, oh, so like, what about you guys? I was like, where are you from? Yeah. And one of them said North Carolina. The other one, I can't remember where she was from. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, why are you guys in Atlanta? Like, why do you live in, why Atlanta? Why are you guys living here? And she was just like, we're strippers. And the other one was just like smiling and nodding her head. And I was just like, Russ, you have a half a second to make a response right now. I had no idea. I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, yeah, my mom's a stripper. Really lucrative profession. You would have never known. Like, I had a new N64 on my bed every week. No, like, that's not what's happening. So I was like, what's my first response going to be? I was like, uh, yeah, I've never been to a strip club. And they were just dumbfounded. They're like looking at her like, what is it? What? You've never been to a strip club? And then she's like, oh my. They started like laughing. They're like, you're a virgin. And I was like, whoa, what's happening right now? I didn't even have time to respond or anything. The, the girl to the left of me whispers in my ear, you want to change that tonight? I was like, what the F? I'm is glad that? I should take my wedding ring off more often. I was like, what is happening? By the way, this girl's name is Gigi. Like, is that on your birth certificate? Like, what kind of parents name their kid Gigi? Ugh. Super weird. Probably her stage name. But I was like, no, no, no. Stage I was like, no, 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 no. This is my wife. I like pulled up my phone. Like, this is Lauren. She's my wife. Happily married. Not happening. No thanks. And then she was like really egging me on, almost like in a threatening sense. It was really freaking me out. And I'm like, I'm looking at the bartender. Take your pants off. Yeah, I'm like looking at the bartenders. Like, do you guys allow her to solicit her services here? Like, what's happening? And so then she keeps egging me on, and I'm like, no, no, no. This is not going to happen. She 
cashes out, and then she looks over at me and she says, Rusty, we're going to go outside and have a smoke. Let me know if you want to change that or change your decision. Yeah. Or let me know if you change your mind. I was like, all right. They walk outside and I'm just like, I start shaking. Like I'm literally shaking, like shivering. My, ether, my teeth are like chattering. I'm so nervous because I'm You don't just, deal with prostitutes often. No, not really frequently. No. <laughs> and so. It's good. I cash out and I, I go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I go into the stall and I'm pacing. And I'm freaking out. Like, I'm shaking. Lauren, don't interrupt the story. <laughs> Lauren Lauren just walked out here, folks. From the dungeon. <laughs> so, I walk to the sink, splash some water in my face. Because I'm thinking, like, what if their pimp is, like, outside and he's going to, like, murder me because... Or, like, coerce me into doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm freaking out. So, I walk through the bar. Have sex with a hooker or die. <laughs> <laughs> So I walk outside, and the first thing I see is this African-American gentleman, and he looks at me and says, are you looking for women? And I was like, no, no, sir. I'm looking for my hotel, and I know exactly where it is. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. And I just beelined it to my hotel. No, but you're all right. Yeah. (laughs) I played for the other side of the field. Are you soliciting? Yeah. No, it was the most unsettling experience of my entire life. Yeah. I've... Yeah. In Chicago, I had a run-in with... Not really had a run-in. Like, they weren't soliciting anything. It was um, it was just a pimp walking down the street collecting his hookers. Which was really, like, a weird experience. Because, like, pimps don't look like you'd think. It's not like... They hate, like, the big blue, like, fur coats and, like, a top hat. He was wearing one of those smaller top hats, like the Irish Mafia dudes wear. Oh. He was wearing one of those. Oh, that's not good. And I was like, you're selling the part way too much, bro. Like, at least be subtle about it. Yeah. They don't be like, hey, I'm kind of breaking the law here. Yeah. (laughs) It was so weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I'm glad I never saw Gigi again. Yeah, maybe next time. Mm Mm-hmm. So... That was Atlanta. Um, I was trying to say, oh yeah. So the next day, Sean and I went out for dinner, and I was like, "Dude, you want to explore a bit? Like, let's see if there's like, because I'm more of a dive yeah. bar person. Like, just go to the the grossest. That's probably why two hookers approached me at a bar. But I find try and find you like think? <laughs> like the cheapest place, like two dollar beers, like a five dollar burger. Like I just there are rats on the floor. Exactly. Like, like they do not pass like questionable codes. Any sanitation tests. Like there's yeah. just nothing going on there. And so I was like, yeah, let's just go down the street, see if we can find anything fun. So we started walking down the street. And you know you're safe when there's other crowds of people with you as you're crossing <laughs> streets, right? Yeah. We got to a point you where... You can't hit us all. <laughs> yeah. We got to a point where there was no one following us. Yeah. And I was like, okay, things are a little weird. Then we're passing places that are all bordered up. Okay, things are getting weirder. Then there were places like literally barred up. And then we crossed a barber shop, And I was like... Okay, we're not in a good side of town. And it wasn't like the normal barber shop. It was like one of the, the ones like the little sp- swirly, swirly things. things. Oh. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is starting to get weird. Then things went crazy town, Ryan. Yeah. Someone in a Cinderella carriage was being pulled by a horse. And I'm not kidding you. Like a Cinderella a carriage. The one like the, the giant white orb yeah. from Cinderella. They but had a white, giant white orb carriage. Yeah. Holy cow. Being pulled by a horse. And there's this in the city. Yeah, and there's this family with, I, I presume, a father, a mother, and their daughter, and he's just holding his cell phone in the air, and not even an Apple device. This is like one of those Android guys, Ugh. and he's just blaring rap music, like tons of horrible language. And their daughter's just sitting there. I'm just like, 
what is happening right now? And then I looked to my left and there's a guy, seriously, I, I'm like, I kid you not, shirt off, crawling on the ground like Gollum, yeah. screaming obscenities at the top of his lungs at this carriage. I looked at Sean and I was like, dude, we need to get the F out of here right now. <laughs> you know those bath salts you told me to like get for my bath? Yeah. That's probably what the dude was eating probably. before he was crawling like Gollum. Yeah, it was a wild week, and it was didn't make matters any better when Thursday night, because I came home Friday. Yeah. Thursday night, um, the, well, Friday morning, I should say, there were horrible thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. So Again. My, my flight was completely canceled, Yeah, and I was originally supposed to leave at 8 o'clock in the morning. I didn't leave until 12.15. Yeah, that's crazy. So it was just a horrible, weird trip. Yeah. Trainings were great, though. A lot yeah. of great information. So. Yeah, just except the, like... Homeless Smeagol and uh, carriages and hookers. Yep. Just Gotta love work, no, work vacation, work trips. So listen, folks, if you want to go to Atlanta, two thumbs up would recommend. (laughs) Great times. Oh, wow. I think we should get away from that, Ryan. Yeah, I agree. Probably. At least at arm's length. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And some Perel. Oh, gross. Uh, We... Got a lot of questions this week, Ryan. Nice. So, how can folks write in? Folks can write into the Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. You can also write in... You posed the question for me to answer, then you realized quickly after it answered yourself. I knew Ryan was not going to know the answer. So, yeah. Um, signing into the Gmail, at least trying to. Why is it not working? But yeah, you can go to the Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or... Ryan, they can follow us on Discord. Link in the show notes below. You can also go on Instagram and Twitter, arielewis2011. Follow me there. I post updates about the show, when it's going out, little question queries that I put out on Instagram. It's fun stuff. Yeah. You should follow us there. The first question that I'm going to go into here is on our Gmail, executive producer of the show. I mentioned him earlier. Travis. Yep. He titles the email, Killin' Dem, Killin' Dem, Killin' Dem Orcs. <laughs> He's a... Uh, in the thick of Shout Out of War. He says, nice. Hi, gents. Looking forward to hanging out next week. Yeah, Us too, Travis. Me too. He says, I've finished my Whirlwind Tolkien refresher, and hopefully it's a concise enough summary of the dense Tolkien lore that the fellow listeners don't fall asleep. It'll get emailed to you soon, but my summary is a little more irreverent. So hopefully it's both interesting and not something that will garner any hate mail from Tolkien fans. Well, you just never know. With this yeah, just wait for... <laughs> I mean, if you could have joined us on the Hogwarts trip down uh, <laughs> Screw Up Lane. Yeah. Welcome to the club, Travis. Gaming-wise, I'm playing Shadow of War, playing them back-to-back. There's a definite difference between Shadow of Mordor and this sequel. The first is straight-up metal. Gloomy, shadowed, textured. You feel like such a badass and just tear up any orcs you see. The sequel so far, graphically, feels like a PS3 game, but it really makes up for it in the characterization of the orcs. So much personality, and these captains actually feel like a threat to be overcome. I've had so many nemeses so far um, getting killed by one and having to go back to kill them. I also enjoy how often I'm being hunted and ambushed. A quick explanation of the fun nemesis system in action. I got killed by an um, by an, uh, an I-ranked orc riding a beast. He got promoted as Grishnak, Tark Killer. Immediately went <laughs> and owned his ass, but he just came back from the dead, his followers remaking him from metal. So now... Grishnak the Tart Killer is Grishnak the Machine, and he's a monster. <laughs> he's too high a level for me to su- uh, subjugate him into service, the so machine. I so I shamed him instead of dropped his rank. 
Now he's Grimshack the Grimshack the Broken, and he's gone crazy and is expecting me to pop out at any moment. Fun stuff. So yeah, to kind of add on to what Travis is saying here. Wait, how did he unmetal him? So when you put your hand on their face to kind of either, you can explode their heads, you can turn them to your side, mm-hmm. or you can shame them to basically demote their rank. Mm-hmm. So essentially embarrassing them among the rest of the nemesis so system. So if he's too high of a level, he, he's too high of a level that he can't turn him to his side. So yeah, if he's higher than Travis, Travis can either kill him or shame him. He can't oh, turn him on okay. his side. And so that's why he shamed him. And that now, makes sense. How do you level up? Uh, it's been a while. I honestly don't that's remember. That's a core mechanic of the game. How do you forget that? You've beaten it twice. I beat Shadow of Mordor twice. Shadow of War, it's been a year uh-huh. since I played it. But I know there's like a skill tree and the leveling up. I'm sure it's just killing dudes and beating missions. I can't remember. What killing dudes and beating missions. It's irrelevant. Nice little catchphrase, right? Yeah. Um, I'll need to take a break soon and get into something else. Probably Horizons Year Dawn. Do just it. one question for you two this week. He promises. Okay. Over the course of your gaming history, what has been your favorite monster or enemy to hunt and defeat? Gosh. This is tough. I gotta... I mean, immediately, because Dark Souls 3 is top of mind for me, um, and just the Souls and From Software games... I mean, just the ridiculous monsters that you fight in those games. Probably Nergigante in uh, Monster Hunter World. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah. So that's one of those co-op experiences where one Nergigante armor is my favorite. He's actually what my PS4 little sign-in logo is. Mm-hmm. So he's basically the flagship monster of Monster Hunter World. Um, he has spikes that grow over time. Um, he's just this angry looking dragon thing and you get this really cool armor that looks like a buff chest plate with like spikes coming out of the shoulder pads and it's like glowing different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a lot of fun, a lot of fun experiences hunting with Ben and Rick. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so I don't know why Laura and I are moving soon cause you know, you of course we were moving to the same development place, but I'm boxing up all my games. Yeah. And I see over here on the top is Lord of the Rings Return of the King on the yes. PS2. And one of my favorite things, and it was also in Two Towers. It was worse in Two Towers just because the controls weren't as, as crisp as they were in Return of the King. But the Berserkers, the ones that carry those nasty like pickaxes, the one that Legolas tries to bring down in the Helm's Deep. Yeah. Those guys were so OP in those games. Yeah. And it was so satisfying when Aragorn or whoever just stuck his sword in those things' chests and just killed him. So it was more like they were OP in the satisfaction of just wrecking them. Yeah, really, um, any Dark Souls boss, those are fun. I mean, besides the Witch of Hemwick, which is kind of just an easy fight. It's really bizarre, though, at first. Yeah, That's like, the one that disappears, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember when we first fought that at your parents' house. We were just like, what's happening? You killed the thing and it multiplied. You're like, oh, shit. And, like, and then two of them. finally you see this nasty... Eyed thing. Yeah. Because they're inside. Yeah. Because now I want to play Bloodborne. I know, right? Do a blood tinge run. Okay. You have to kill um what's his face pretty early on though. Um what is it? Father Martyr Lagarius. Oh gosh. So I killed him I think at like 50 or f- high 40s, mm-hmm. which is terrible. I mean, you have to I'm trying to think you have to get the letter. You have to beat the girl who turns into that puppy. You know what I'm talking about? Like the second boss? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in that cathedral thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after you beat her, then you can get the sword. 
and then you can do the rest of the game with the blood tinge. Okay. Nice. It's bit yeah, it's a lot of fun. I also thought of another one in Skyward Sword Demise, this giant monster of a thing and uh it's like in the center of this giant dome. Oh, I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. That was such a fun fight cuz you do it multiple times. I'm trying to think if there's any Mario isn't really fun. When it comes to like memorable Goombas, bosses, like things, come on, little Koopas, you can only stomp on them so much. And yeah, you feel bad. Um, yeah, really, no Mario. I like game. murdering hundreds of men as Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. They they don't really have any bosses. That one train guy was really difficult. I oh know. Oh my, lo- yeah, that was rough. Because he had a turd. He was running down the train in mm-hmm. the second one. And somehow Nathan Drake takes like a million bullets to the face and is totally. Yeah, I fine. wish I had that ability. Yeah. Um, well, the last fight in Uncharted 4 was really fun the, with the sword. Yeah. You're fighting your friend. That was a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War. Those are thrilling. The um, Valkyries. Oh, yeah. With just your axe. It's just so satisfying. Uh, yeah, those are endgame bosses that you have to go behind those like shiny mirrors. Those are hard. Yeah. Oh, Nino Kuni 2, a more recent game. I loved um, finding those consumed beasts or whatever the ones with the purple glow around them they were essentially super bosses uh, and there were like dozens and dozens of them scattered across the map those were kind of fun to take down yeah because you got big experience boosts and a lot of times they have good weapon drops Mm -hmm. yeah because they're boosted what was the question is it hunting or is it like memorable bosses it wasn't specific to boss he just says your favorite monster enemy to hunt down and defeat Mm. i really liked in horizon zero dawn the one that you should play soon like you said um, there's like a T-Rex guy mm-hmm. and just having T-Rexes with guns on their back coming at you and you have a bow and arrow. is a lot of fun. Nice. I farmed the crap out of those guys cause they, um, they drop really high level mods. That sounds like a game I could really get into right now. Yeah. Like a nice open world game. Cause souls I, is open world to a degree, but it's kind of stressful at yeah, times. And you just beat the, um, final Soul boss. Cinder. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the main story with. Not the DLC. Mm-hmm. So my plan there is to go back to Dark Souls 1 because I'm literally at the 80% mark. And now that I'm really in the Souls groove of mm-hmm. fighting bosses and that that grind, I kind of want to, while I'm still on that high, just power through the rest of Dark Souls 1. Um, it's great that we're saying, hey, one of the hardest games of all time, we're just going to power through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because once you are in that rhythm, yeah. it makes the rest of those types of games a lot easier. Yeah. Because you have to be in a certain mood and... Even when I first started Dark Souls 3 for the first five hours or so, I was not with it, you know? But then after the 10, 15, 20 hours, you're just like... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still getting wrecked by the Nameless King and Frida or whatever. Yeah. But... Uh, Frida's doable. Certainly. I mean, Nameless it, King is hard. Mm-hmm. Really hard. Like, the Drake is just kind of an annoyance at this point. But yeah. getting the delayed kind of swings of Pike Man, the Nameless King... Firstborn son of Gwyn. Mm. So if you look in um, Dark Souls 1, there's a statue when you go over the bridge behind the Drake off to the right. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a destroyed statue with like one of those pikes. It's actually the Nameless King. Because the Nameless King is the first son of Gwyn, who is like the main dude who got the Dark like took down the dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so... I mean, you fight Seath, the scaleless dragon, who, like, turned on the dragons. But the Nameless King, the first son of Gwyn, actually befriended the Drakes. And that's why he was riding one, and that's why he got cast out. Mm. And it was basically erased from history. Okay. So all the statues that are, like, destroyed 
in um, in Orlando in like the first game, um, and I guess the third game are of him oh. because he turned to the side of the dragons, which was Gwyn's kind of enemy. I love the lore of Dark Souls. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and they all just intertwine. It's really cool. So I always thought of like two segments for you. Um, well, one I thought of, and Travis thought of the other. The first one was lore, mm-hmm. whether it's Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, just the backstory of a character or a particular location. I think you to kind of go on like a five to ten minute ramble about that is mm-hmm. fun because for me it's interesting because I would have never known about the Nameless King if I if you didn't say that. Yeah. So I thought of something like that, like whether a listener wants to write in and say, "Hey, tell me about this," a random shit. Um, that of any. If I get the email, you can prepare for in advance or. Or you can come to the table already prepared with a particular piece of lore. The other thing, the other segment, because I want to distinguish ourselves a little bit with segments, you know, of some yeah, sort. Or, I mean, lore, or if you guys want to hear about anything, like, I could just go research. I was thinking of researching, like, weird mating rituals in the animal kingdom. Yeah, because... That could be entertaining for the listeners. That's what Ryan does. I was actually curious this week, because there are some weird ones where, like, animals eat their husband after they get it on mm-hmm. spider style <laughs> uh that's why spider-man is forever virgin yeah because and that's why um the hulk is forever a virgin because the radioactivity would kill his wife or yikes. his girlfriend yikes and he would also just probably explode her so probably yeah the second segment was one that travis i'm getting about. angry no no <laughs> <laughs> like game of thrones head smash <sighs> You good? Yeah, I'm was, good. Okay. I spit all over this thing. I noticed. I got a little shower. <laughs> I know. That's right. You spit in my face on accident the other day. That's I, true. Um, yeah. What was I saying? The second segment is, what was the alliteration that Travis came up with? Like Ryan's raw or raw reactions. <laughs> Ryan's regal rectum. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what. <laughs> that's what I want to describe as regal. <laughs> Let's look at the definition of regal. Okay, you do that. I think it was Ryan's raw reactions because Ryan, he's kind of crazy, folks, if you regal. haven't figured that out already on the show. Probably. And um, I'm happy to edit and post if he goes absolutely ham on obscenities and stuff like that. Um, you know, if we want to protect the <laughs> non-explicitness of Fit this podcast. Fit for a monarch. Okay. M- magnificent. Or dignified. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. only, only you I know... I like fit for a monarch. Only you know the proper way to describe your rectum, Ryan. <laughs> it's regal as shit. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, bring it on, Henry VIII. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, yeah, Raw Reactions with Ryan, where listeners can write in on a topic. It could be airline food, and I would just present the topic to Ryan, and he could just... Whatever the heck first comes to mind, he can just ramble about it. Because Ryan's pretty good at that kind of improv, and I don't think he knows it. But even when I'm sitting there telling my story about Atlanta and he's just randomly coming up with stories in his mind about how he can crack jokes that are completely inappropriate. I so. do do that. I was ranting about, what was I, that was when we were doing the back and forth um, or we were driving like a million ways to move me. What did I do? What was I saying about uh, airline food? I don't remember. I don't either. I just kind of say stuff that comes to my mind and yeah. just... Fleas yeah. from my brain. We have pop that. filters in front of our mics, but there's no filter for what comes out of Ryan's mouth. So that's true. Um, there's too much going on in my brain that I can't slow it down. That's okay. It's it's a blessing, not a curse, Ryan. It's definitely a curse. <laughs> so it feels like it. I'm oh, going well. to pull up the Instagram questions, and also 
going to be debuting my segment later in the show. Debuting. Um, it's something that I'm borrowing from another podcast, but I think it's such good fun. Of course, that, because we're unoriginal. Yes. I wanted to bring it to the show <laughs> because I think listeners could have fun with this too. Um, all right, Ryan, you ready? Sure. So Sean, my, my friend that my, Mendez. Co- my coworker that went to the, to Atlanta with me. Oh, cool. Hey, he, he wrote four questions. Um, bad airline experiences. I covered that. Schlitz beer. I covered that. He actually wrote that twice. Yeah, really enjoyed this first year, apparently. <laughs> and then prostitution in Atlanta. So we covered all three of those bases. All the bases, except for the fourth base, because we refused the hookers. <laughs> yes, exactly. We resisted the temptation. Um, Sean, friend of the show, he says, when will Ryan show Rusty the beauty that is Minecraft? Group server, perhaps? Oh, gosh. I, yeah, we did that in uh, college for, um, well, let's see, my roommate's. And then my girlfriend at the time, and we had like four or five people on there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I actually did a thing last night. All the things. I ordered Dragon Quest Builder. Oh, nice. Because I think if I think that's the stepping stone to get into Minecraft. Yeah, for just me, getting into the voxels. Because I think it is, there's not as much freedom with that game, but in a universe or a franchise <laughs> that I absolutely adore being Dragon Quest. Yeah. I think I'd much, I think it's better for me to start there. And if I enjoy kind of that building aspect, and even if it's in a confined space, the more open world of Minecraft might be something more appealing to me. I, I think you have to go into Minecraft with someone. Yeah. You would die having that many possibilities. Um, it's more like, hey, man, let's go explore this cave together, where it's kind of the co-op experience, or hey, let's build a house, or let's go get some resources, or oh shit, the skeleton's shooting me and a creeper just exploded half my building. Like, I think those would be fun. And Lauren really likes Minecraft. Yeah, so Her maybe, guy's um, Buffalo Winter. Nice. Buffalo. No, um... You know what would be Because really... I was thinking Indian Summer, and then I'm like, that's taken. So Buffalo Winter's the exact opposite of Indian Summer. Okay. In my mind, it is. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Lauren's like, why do I need Buffalo Winter? Um, but no, what I was saying is... I don't think this is possible, but it'd be really cool if there was cross-play between, um, because maybe you and I can play on PS4. Yeah. And it'd be nice if Lauren, I guess we could all get it on Switch and play like that, but, but I'd prefer it on PS4. It's also good on computer. Yeah. But, but I don't Max a, doesn't, uh, yeah, you can. Max. I could, right, but I've right. got a crack in the middle of my screen. It does make it hard. So. Max also are not good for gaming. No, not at all. But, um, but yeah, so maybe after I give Dragon Quest Builders a try. Yeah. I think that's a good summer relaxing game to play between a Breath of the Wild or Horizons You're Done. Yeah, I can bring Horizon over to you. Yeah, if ma- you're feeling that. Yeah, I am feeling it. So maybe after I finish Dark Souls One, I'll I'll jump on that bandwagon. Okay. Um, and God of War and Breath of the Wild, I'll get to you eventually. Yeah, Travis, the DLC for um, Horizon. If you get it, just get that. The complete edition. Yeah, the complete edition with the white cover and the snow. I feel like he already he said he already got a copy Did of he? Horizons You're Done. We'll get the DLC regardless. It's end game. It's hard. Like, they add some creatures that are hard. Mm-hmm. It's worth playing, though. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah, he's going to be... The opening moments of that game were so awesome. It's yeah. beautiful. It is beautiful. It rivals Uncharted 4 in terms of graphics. And the story is awesome. Understanding why you're in tribes versus... Yeah, with machines. It's a really interesting story. Yeah. Well, right, thanks for writing in, Sean. Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, actually, two Seans, I guess. Uh, Dylan, friend from up north. Nice. He writes in, 
Was The Hobbit a good movie series, or did it dilute the quality of Lord of the Rings? Diluted it. Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely did. Do you see them all? Yeah. Oh, I love them. I, oh, okay. I really do. I thought Battle of the Five Armies was yeah. incredibly epic. There was so much CGI that I think, I mean, obviously you can't have an army of dwarves. But, like, there's so much CGI and then so much in the original Lord of the Rings was practical. And, they, I mean, they built all of the uniforms and all the chain mail was, like, plastic rings that they had to cut up. I like, heard millions that, of plastic rings. I heard that the people who stitched a lot of that stuff together, their their fingerprints are completely unrecognizable. So if they try and do, like, a fingerprint scan with the, the FBI, they literally can't because they were stitched so much, they can, they can it's gone. Yeah. No, it was three years of prep for everything. Yeah. Like sets, like they did, um, they built Hobbiton and then they just let it overgrow to get that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. And that's not how, I think they actually, what Peter Jackson, he wasn't the original director and then they called him in. Like, hey, can you help us with this and like save this? Yeah. Well, um, same with Aragorn. I mean, Viggo Mortensen, was they were filming for like two weeks and before they called, the, the, the actor who was playing them, Peter Jackson was like, this isn't working. Yeah, you can't fit the you don't fit the character, and of course, if it wasn't for Vigo's son, Vigo never would have had the role to begin with. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that was the same way with Dumbledore and like one of his relatives as well. Really? Yeah. The first or second Dumbledore? The um, maybe both. I know the first one died, which is unfortunate. Might have been the second. Okay. One uh, of them. He is funny. So he actually under his war his robes, and I can say this definitively, all you Harry Potter nerds out there. Um, Michael, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. he wore his street clothes under his Harry Potter robes so that between between um, scenes, he could go out in his regular clothes and smoke because yeah. he was a smoker. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, That's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just wore his street clothes under his actual outfits so that he could just, whenever he wanted to, go out and smoke between And not scenes. look like Dumbledore? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but good stuff. So, yes. Um... Magic oh, no. can't save you from lung cancer. No, so I do think you're right, first of all. <laughs> yeah. That's actually on the Surgeon General's warning of every Marvel Yeah, it's on the box. <laughs> box. Um, but no, I really enjoy the Hobbit movies. They don't hold a candle to the original trilogy, yeah. of course. But if you're looking for a fun Saturday afternoon binge, you can't go wrong with it. I think there's a reason that Tolkien's son said they can't do the Samarillion as a movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I still think we're going to get some really great stuff with the Amazon TV series. I think we should. Let's see here, Ryan. We've got one more question from Landon, friend of the show. What was the worst game you've ever played and why? God, it was Resident Evil 4. Oh, you bitch. It sucked. Like, I think that's my least favorite. Because, I mean, I had no nostalgia and the camera is just fucked. And you're (laughs) looking at like, you just, there was a zombie coming to my left I'm stuck looking to the right, and then there's, like, three other dudes coming from here. I'm like, the turning is so janky, <laughs> and it did not age well at all. And I'm sure it's a great game if you play that and you like that style, but I played 20 minutes. I'm like, this is awful. You know what would have been a lot better for you is if you played on the Wii? Because what? then the, the motion controls makes more sense. That would make more sense. Yeah. Playing it on PS4 was, oh my gosh, I was not happy. I got I to really... that first, like, town, and there's, like people with pitchforks and there's like maybe eight people and I like snuck around and got into this house and then yeah it wasn't fun no it's great and we're gonna play uh, Resident Evil 5 co-op together 
Is that the new terrifying one? No, that's seven. I'm gonna be playing that in October with my headphones and the lights off and okay candles. Good it's luck. Gonna, it's gonna be great. Box of Mike and Ike. I'm trying to think if there's any other really bad games. So what's yours? I've um I've brought this up a million times in the podcast, but prior to the PS4 era, I pre-ordered very few games. Mm-hmm. Fable Two, Advance Wars Dual Strike on the DS, great game. Yes. Dragon awesome. Ball Origins Two on the DS. You can uh, read my or see my review on YouTube and my unboxing video. Yes. From you 2010, can. the first video I uploaded on YouTube. If you want to see a bald, brace-faced Rusty. Oh, Check beautiful. It out. I was doing research for um, doing your speech for brother of the uh, wife, brother of the wife, brother of the bride, bride for the wedding. I could not think of anything wedding related today. Yeah. I could think of like best man today when we were talking. Oh, yeah. I was like the goodest groomsman or like <laughs> the best groomsman. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So. No, but, okay, so other things that I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered Resident Evil 5. Yes. And I also pre-ordered on the Nintendo Wii, Alone in the Dark. So this was a series that was originally on the PS1. It had a very Resident Evil, Silent Hill type feel. Mm -hmm. More Silent Hill than Resident Evil, I would say. Yeah. There's less interaction with enemies and more kind of exploring creepy areas. Pyramid head gang. And so... I pre-ordered this game. I got a t-shirt with it, by the way, Ryan. Ooh. But of course, when you get t-shirts from like a GameStop, they're like triple XL and like I'm swimming in it. Because I was like yeah. in eighth grade at the time or something like that. Mom, more Hot Pockets. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I was going to have to fill that sucker out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I, I go home and I, I boot up this game and it was just terrible. Controlled horribly, looked like a game on the PS1. Mm-hmm. And critically, I should have waited till it came out. It received terrible reviews. And I don't think the series was ever brought back after that. Just don't... like a unicorn store. <laughs> what an awful looking movie. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should have some Not drinks watch unicorn and then store. watch that movie. That's what I was told. Do not watch Justice League. You, you no. brought that up on the podcast last yeah. week. Dude, I'd have to like guzzle half of that bottle of Bacardi back there. In order to sit <laughs> see Brie Larson covered in multicolored paint and riding a freaking unicorn with Samuel Jackson on the like the uh, the horn, yeah, mm. pike me with that ivory. Um, do you think a unicorn's horn is ivory? Would it be an endangered species like the rhino or elephants? Uh, that's a great question, Ryan. I don't know the answer. I'll get back to you next week. Okay, thanks. So we got a question on the Discord as well. Mm-hmm. Blink, Steve, great guy, friend of the show. Question time: What are you thinking will happen with handheld gaming moving forward? With Switch being a combined console and handheld gaming offering, and Vita game production ending, did it ever start though? Blink, I don't think we actually ever got any games in the Vita. It was kind of a um, a dream. Never happened. Seems like it might be on its way out. That or about to make a drastic shift. Will the Switch sort of take over that space entirely, or will it, or will we see other stuff? I hope not, because I'd love to see another Sony handheld, but what are your thoughts? Oh, I think the Switch really revolutionized it. Revolution. Revolutionized it. Let's say it together, uh, Ryan. Let's, let's break this up a little re-ve-lu-tionized. bit. Revolutionized. There it is. Um, and then Nintendo's always kind of won the handheld console wars. That's what they kind of built. If they're not going to build... They, I guess they can't compete with the power of, like, a PS4 and Xbox. Nintendo's kind of a niche market, um, but they're doing great with the Switch. I don't know if it makes sense 
or they can put as much of like the Sony-ness behind another handheld. Um, but with chips and computing power getting a lot stronger for less space, they could potentially do another one. I, I doubt it's in the pipeline, though. I don't think it is either. I think today it's so it's so hard to meet like make your cost back for your investment yeah. in something like that. I miss the days of things like the Atari Lynx and the Neo Geo Pocket Color and the freaking N-Gage. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, Neopets, too. There were so... Tamagotchi. There were so um, many that's different... That's what I'm thinking. Neopets is like that cartoon, like yeah. animated pets. There were so many different... Paint them. There were so many different handhelds back in the day, and then eventually it was just Sony and Nintendo. Yeah. I love the PSP. I think that was such a power... Did Xbox ever have one? That's what I was going to get into. It was weird that Microsoft never got into that market. Probably because they were so late to get into the console scene to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't even come into, I don't know, the generations, but until the GameCube PS2 era. Really? Um, I didn't know Xbox was that late. Yeah, I mean, that was their first console. I mean, before that, I mean, Sony, of course, had the PS1 before that. And yeah. um, you had the Sega consoles before. Yeah, but, but Microsoft, it took them a while to get it. I mean, mm. of course, if you talk PC, that's, I guess, a whole other ballgame. Yeah, the superior race. But they never got in the console market. But yeah, specific to your question, Blink, I think it's it's too much. I think Sony has too many eggs and too many baskets right now with technology and phones and the PS4. For them to make a handheld video game console, I don't think it's going to be worthwhile for them to make anything back. I'm excited for the specs of the PS5. Um, we forgot. Yeah, so we should probably bring that up. Um, let's bring that up in a second. I want to finish this yeah, question. Yeah, but I, I think they'll probably put their eggs in the... One, they sold like a mil- hundred million copies of the PS4 mm-hmm. because exclusive deals, and I think they're gonna go that same route. Um, PS or PCs are always gonna be PCs, no real need to talk to them. Um, but I think Nintendo is just gonna take over with the Switch. I mean, it's already almost sold as much as the Xbox. Yeah, one. I think by the end of this year, early next. I mean, when you have a couple more, if we get a couple more juggernaut, I mean. After Pokemon Sun and Sword or whatever the heck, or Sword and Shield mm-hmm. comes out in the fall, forget yeah. about it. They're way, that thing is going to skyrocket in sales between the months of October and, and December. And Animal Crossing. Oh, god, I'm so excited for Forget Animal about Crossing. it. I mean, Microsoft might as well just pack your bags and go home. Like, yeah. It's, they're done. And if they don't come out this summer at E3, guns a-blazing, because Sony won't be there. So it's their chance to take the stage and really blow people's minds. Mm-hmm. If they come out and they're like, Hey guys, guess what? I know you waited 14 years for Crackdown 3, but you're not going to believe it. Crackdown 3 DLC is coming in two years. All right? You know, if they do something stupid like that, yeah. or Gears of War, Halo Infinite. Well, their IPs are running It's dry. so tired at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean. Well, they had that one boat pirate thing that sucked at sea a release. Of Thieves or. Apparently, it's a lot better now. But. Sure. But I mean, you can't. That can't be your juggernaut that you're expecting to sell consoles. Versus Uncharted 4. Yeah, you're not going to move units with games like that. But anyways, Blink, specific to your question, um, I think the Switch is kind of of the bar that's been set for handheld. The one console to rule them all. It's the new bar that's been set, and I don't think anyone's going to try and tap into that because they're just going to be wasting their time and their, their resources. I agree. So... Well, thank you everyone for writing in. We got a lot of yeah, questions thanks. this week. So that's that's always fun. Ryan and I always appreciate the feedback. And uh, yeah, Ryan, PS5, you want to talk about it? I'm excited. So Things and stuff. Wired, of all publications, was 
the place that Sony went to to debut information about this console. Probably sick of Kotaku. Potentially. And what came out of it, I'm not going to get into the GPUs and CPUs and the derpy derpy, you know, lingo of yeah. processing units or whatever. The one statistic that I, or the, the factoid that I want to mention is that they booted up Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, mm-hmm. on the PS4 Pro. That is the top of the line unit that you can get for that that console. And it took 15 seconds to render the open world. Yeah. They booted it up on a dev unit of the PS5. And it took 0.8 seconds to render the open world. That's awesome. Also, it goes, the best part. goes to say that it's backwards compatible yep. with the PS4. And there's still discs, which I like. I love being able to own the physical copy. Xbox, the next generation, is going to be discless. I don't know if they've confirmed that. But Pretty sure it's confirmed. Well, we'll see. But um, I think it's a really bad idea. And also, because if we don't physically own our games, like now it's like Sony can, or not Sony, like Steam can completely boot, take you off of all games. Or like EA, if you own their stuff, they can completely block you from their games, mm-hmm. which I don't like. I want a physical copy for myself where I can play it whenever I want. Yeah. Because I paid 60 bucks. I don't want it be deleted from it honestly now that i'm thinking about it i think microsoft is probably going to release halo infinite on the next xbox because i thought it's coming out sometime this year is it i mean if it doesn't i don't i don't i haven't followed if it doesn't come out this fall and you want to look it up does it have a release date i don't have my computer today Oh, November. Okay, so I guess it is coming out this year. Is it the last? Is that Halo 9? And Gears 5 is potentially... It hasn't been specified, but it says 2019. Um, My point being here is that, like, we got Halo 3, 4, Reach, ODST, and Halo Wars on the 360. Mm -hmm. And we got Halo 5, which was a dud. Mm -hmm. And we got Halo Wars 2, which no one was really crying for that. And then the Master Chief Collection. Halo Reach was my favorite. Yeah. But my point is, is like, I just, they're just completely dropping the ball. I just don't understand where their resources are going. Yeah, I have no idea. When Sony has all these third parties and even first party publishing, just, just pumping out cream of the crop games. I mean, they're not just pumping out like quantity versus quality. I mean, it's quantity and quality stuff. Yeah, like God of War 4. Some of the best games you can buy. I mean... We've belabored the point. Ryan and I have shit on Xbox enough. We're not going to keep go- going down that yeah. rabbit hole, but it's just... What's up, Lauren, again? It's just bizarre to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you going to have? Wow, that was a voice crack. What's that? The... Oh, yeah? Mm. You want to come tell the listeners that? Okay. We got really... Or Rusty's dad got really nice-looking cupcakes. Yeah. Tell me if it's good. I'm really tempted, but no, um, when I was leaving the parents' house, mom cut up the things and tried to freeze them for dad. Sorry, listeners. We'll be right back. uh, I took them out of the freezer and said no. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy Gilmore Girls. Um, Love you too. Oh, cuddles. Okay. So I think that's all the questions. We talked (laughs) about PS5, talked about Atlanta, prostitutes. Ryan, I'm going to debut my segment segment right now. Okay. okay? I haven't had time to talk about my prostitutes stories oh please share with the listeners so We're the first time i here. met my fr- our friend's older brother we were chilling <laughs> we were chilling at his apartment watching uh supernatural 
And this is like downtown main strip of a big college campus. And we were really hungry. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. We had binged a crap ton. Because this is the first time I ever saw Supernatural. Really? And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Yeah. And he now has a tattoo of the like thing. That the one that the brothers have? have. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, he's met women. like Because he's like, I've got a Sam and Dean tattoo. I'm like, okay, cool. That's I'd probably pick up men too. But So we, we were hungry and we're like, you know what sounds really good? Freaking chocolate chip waffles. So we went down to a gas station, got stuff to make waffles, got some whipped cream, chocolate chips, we got some powdered sugar, we were just ready to go. And uh, we were walking back to his apartment, and he had a full ride and everything, so he was in the really nice apartments. And then some ladies came up to us, and, and they were like, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, good, we're going to have some waffles. They're like, oh, nice, nice. And they're like hey, you ladies want to come back with us and make some waffles? And they're like, uh, that sounds great, but uh, we're kind of working. And they had the same kind of dress get up that you guys mm-hmm. had with the like pink and just scantily dressed. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, soliciting our services mm-hmm. with waffles to uh, prostitutes. Um, they were busy, though. So... Did they take like a, a rain check? They penciled it in at least? We got their cards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got like lipstick marks on it. Mm. Yeah. So we were uh, offering, offering, offering waffles mm. to the uh, the lovely ladies of downtown. Nice. Good yeah. stuff. Well, I also want to kind of debrief the Game of Thrones episode. Predictions for episode two tonight. Okay. Um, let's do that on the back end of the show though because I know there are... A significant number of listeners that aren't a fan of Game of Thrones. I think Blink is reading the books before he wants to watch the show. So, That's acceptable. Um, I want to debut my segment. Okay. So again, I'm borrowing this from, I'm sure a number of podcasts have done it, but I really enjoy it most during the Game Informer show. Okay. They have their podcast, really great stuff, uh, hosted by one Ben Hansen himself. It's called Back of the Box Trivia. Okay. So I took the picture of about 20 of my video games. Mm. All of which you either played, or if I described it, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Are we doing all 20 now, or just doing a few? Yeah, and so, Ryan, if you get at least 10 of them, I'm actually going to buy 15 boxes of expired peeps, and I'm going to have them delivered to your doorstep. Oh, ew. So, peeps. you're playing for really good prizes here. Only the expired best prizes. Expired peeps. So that's the, only, that's the only way you can eat. Um, expired? It's the only way you can eat peeps dude as if they're expired yeah they get a little hard to them like a little hardening to the the marshmallow <laughs> hard bunnies that's what i need oh they're yeah. already hard enough there needs to be a nice consistency to the mallow you know so yeah. don't sleep on the peeps friends um the first game ryan are you ready for this i'm ready for this it's a bumpin bruisin brawlin bash the many worlds of nintendo collide in the ultimate showdown of strength and skill up to four players can choose their favorite characters, complete with signature attacks, and go for it in team battles and free-for-alls, or venture out onto your own to conquer the 14 stages in single-player mode. Either way, blank is a no-holds-barred action-fest that will keep you coming back for more. Super Smash N64? Yes. Yeah. When you said 14 stages, I was like... There's a huge amount of stages in melee. Yeah, was there only fourteen? Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to start off a little easy. Okay. Yeah. I was like, hmm. I was th- when you said bumping, rumping, and humping. 
I was thinking it was that <laughs> Burger King game. Oh, yeah. It was like big bumpin' burgers yeah. or whatever. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Next one. The Covenant controls Earth. The all-consuming flood is unleashed, and the fate of the galaxy hangs in the balance. An ancient secret buried under the sands of Africa for untold millennia may hold the key to our salvation or our doom. Blank must uncover that secret and stop the forces that threaten us once and for all. He is the last of his kind, a warrior born for combat, bred for war, and humanity's only hope. I want to say it's Halo 1. But I don't. I doubt they would say hit the flood in Halo 1 because that's like a big reveal. Halo 2? 3. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I guess you have to go, I forget where Gravemind was. Was he in Africa? Because I think Flood was in Africa. Right? When the dude comes out and there's I don't like all those little like popcorn guys. Listen, there are very few games I paid attention to story in, and Halo's not one of them. Yeah, that's okay. Fair. You and your Pete's dreams. Mm-hmm. In the blink of an eye, everything is taken from you. Your home, your family, and even your own life. Resurrected by a vengeful spirit, you must now embark on a relentless vendetta against those who have wronged you. Fight through blank, and this new chronicle set before the events of blank. What? Can you read that again? I'm trying to think where you die and you're resurrected. In the blink of an eye, everything is taken from you. Your home, your family, and even your own life. Resurrected by a vengeful spirit, you must now embark on a relentless vendetta against those who have wronged you. Fight through blank and this new chronicle set before the events of blank. That last part is really key. Okay, read the last part again. Fight through blank in this new chronicle set before the events of blank. Dude. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Before. What? The listeners are just. I'm trying to. I'm sure this is easy. All I can think is who took everything from you. And I'm thinking God of War 1 because you lose all those things. Here's some of the other But things. there's like no vengeful spirits. Become the most feared force in blank and ultimately confront the evil blank. Exploit the individual fears, weaknesses, and memories of your enemies Oh, it's to um, dismantle blank forces from within. Oh, shit. What's Harness that? the powers of a blank to inflict brutal combos and master new skills yeah, and I, weaponry. I, Actually, I haven't played this game much. So, it's, um, what's the one? It's a steampunky game, right? What's that steampunky game called? You're so wrong. <laughs> Am I really? <laughs> yeah, this game's already been mentioned on the podcast today. Shit. What? Do you give up? What is the name of the game I'm thinking of? The steampunky game? Yeah, where you're like a ninja and you like teleport around. Neo? Neo. Not a ninja. Like you have that little knife and you can turn rats on people. Oh, Dishonored. Dishonored. It's not that. Now, I wouldn't have done that game because I know you haven't played it like at all. God, what is this? You have this game. Okay, read it one last time and then I'm going to give up. You are blank. 
Or no, no, no. I can't. I didn't read that sentence. Cause <laughs> you are blank. <laughs> well, because this sentence has too many spoilers. Like every, uh. every word. In the blink of an eye, everything is taken from you. Your home, your family, and even your own life. Resurrected by a vengeful spirit. Oh, Sekiro. Resurrected by a vengeful spirit, you must now embark on a relentless vendetta against those who have wronged you. Fight through Mordor in this new chronicle set before the events of the Lord of the Rings. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. I never played that game. You played I've, the opening moments of it. You I, played enough to I know guess that your whole true. family was killed there and was, were resurrected by Celebrimoire. I mean, come on. Oh, I guess that is true. On that bridge, right? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I thought are, that was going to be an easy one. No, that one's hard. <laughs> okay. This, that is the last thing I would have guessed. Okay. You ready? Yes, sure. Blank, the evil king of thieves, is on the move, threatening the peaceful land of blank. He is determined to steal his way into the legendary sacred realm in hopes of harnessing the power of the mythical blank. As a young hero, it is your destiny to thwart his evil schemes. Blank, your guardian, will guide you as you venture through the many regions of blank. From the volcanic caves of blank to the treacherous waters of blank. Before you complete this epic quest, you'll delve into deadly dungeons, collect weapons of great power, and learn the spells you need to conquer the most irresistible force of all time. I want to say it's Nino Kuni. Read the first patch again. Dude, this I'm is afraid an... it's going to be Oblivion or something. The evil king of thieves is on the move, evil king threatening the peaceful land of blank. He is determined to steal his way into the legendary sacred realm in hopes of harnessing the power of the mythical blank. Legendary sacred realm. As a young hero, it is your destiny to thwart his evil schemes. Your guardian will guide you as you venture through See, the... See, guardian is the exact same... Oh, no, it's kingmaker. Guardian. Your guardian will guide you as you venture through the many regions of blank, from the volcanic caves of blank to the treacherous waters. Oh, blank. it's, um... Oh, you're right. I was thinking it's, um... A little freaking annoying bug thing. Navi. Fairy. Navi. Yeah, it's um, Ocarina of Time. Yes. Because it, it did sound like Nino Kuni. It actually read like this. Um, destiny. So it is your destiny to thwart Ganondorf's evil schemes. Navi, your guardian fairy. That's why I just said guardian. Because if I said fairy, yeah. you would have... I really have to tiptoe around with these, some, yeah. some of these. Because no, they're good. really... Um, Giveaway. These are hard. As the, I thought these were going to be so easy, so I'm really glad you're kind of struggling with these because it makes it more fun to listen. I'm glad you're weak. <laughs> yeah. This one, I, it's going to be hard to tiptoe around, so you might just get it right off the bat, but that's fine. As the new kid in town, you set off on your journey. Who knows what wonders and dangers await you? Now it's time to grab your gear and head out on your own. New kid on the block. Grabbing gear. I have to leave it at that because the rest of the bullet points will completely give it away. Okay, say that again. As the new kid in town, you set off on your journey. Who knows what wonders and dangers await you? Now it's time to grab your gear and head out on your own. New kid in town and grabbing gear. Engage in intense multi-battles with up to four friends. 
doesn't even make it any better. <laughs> Stunning Game Boy Advance graphics display the world of blank with more detail than ever before. Game Boy Advance. Oh, it's a Pokemon game. Okay, read it again. Oh, I guess all po- it really could apply to most Pokemon. So, what games. was on, what Game Boy Advance game had Pokemon on it? Or what, Ruby. Yeah, that's awesome. literally the picture I took. Oh, nice. Of Ruby's back, the back of the box. Well, because New Kid on the Block, I was like, I'm just thinking like, what game did I grab gear and like I'm like a fighter kid on the block, and I was thinking of like one of those puncher games, and then you said four person battle, and I was like, that could be a Smash game, but there, you're not a New Kid on the Block. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Become the fearless warrior as he rises from the depths of blank to the heights of blank, seeking revenge against those who have betrayed him. Armed with his deadly blank, he will take on mythology's darkest creatures to destroy blank and the mighty blank himself. God of War 3? Yes. Yes. In the end, there will only be chaos. Such a good game. You ready? Oh, I love the Poseidon fight at the very beginning. That's really cool. Yeah. We're like punching him to death and then you take out his eyes and chuck him off the side of the world. You ready? Yeah. There is no defense. There is no cure. Each of our casualties just increases their numbers. Russia went dark over a year ago. Europe fell weeks later. The blank will reach the other continents within days. It is July 11th. Blank. Amidst the ruins of England, U.S. and Britain forces... Take a final stand. This is the cutscene that you skip because you're like, I don't give a shit about plot. <laughs> it's resistance, one. Fall man, yep. Yep. Dude, you were like, oh, we skipped it. And we're like, whatever. I'm like, you totally missed the entire reason we care. Yeah. Gotta love hedgehog grenades, though. He's reading the back of the box. Yeah, this is, this is almost going to be impossible to... Okay. Um... I'll read the bullet points, not the main blurb. Okay. All 96 levels in the palm of your hand. Ride blank from the spooky forest of illusion to the super tough star road. Everything from the Super NES classic is here, powered up with all new features for the GBA. Blank ready, so pick a bro and go. Now you can play as blank or blank who can jump and fly higher than his famous sibling. Which bro is the best for each stage? Get linked. Use a single game pack. Link up four players and play timeless blank arcade game. You can even connect with blank packs for multi-pack madness. What? I, I'm thinking it's like a Smash game, like Smash Ultimate. But then it also, when you start talking about the bros, I was thinking it's like Mar- Super Mario Bros where you can uh, play with four people. What was that stuff about Game Boy Advance? Get linked. Using a single game pack, link up... That's not going to help you. Link up four players and play the timeless blank arcade game. You had this game. Think of what you could access from the start menu. Using a single game pack, link up four players and play the timeless blank arcade game. Timeless blank. You can even connect with blank packs for multi-pack madness. All 96 levels in the palm of your hand. Ride blank from the spooky forest of illusion to the super tough star road. Everything from the Super Nintendo Classic is here, powered up with all new features for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, this is a Mario Kart game. Mario did, Kart? Did you have Mario Kart on your Game Boy Advance? Oh, so... 
What games did I have for my Game Boy Advance? It's the game that you love. I mean, you you rant and rave about this game. It was it was on the bracket. I think it was in the final four of our bracket for you. I'm trying to think what I had in my final four. Top left. I had the Lord of the Rings game? Nope. You had Super Melee at the bottom <laughs> left. You How had, do you know my bracket better than I do? You had Minecraft and Monster Hunter. Yeah. On the, on the right side. Boss. The top left, you had this game. Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2. So it was a Mario game. That one. Yes. When you have the cake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was hard. <laughs> I love this. Jeez. <laughs> I love this. I've never looked at the back of a box of a game That's before. That's exactly why I'm doing this. Okay. I love it. Make me suffer. The story... Is not over. <laughs> Encounter even more heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. Travel to amazing worlds you've never experienced, Ryan. Use powerful new techniques, magic, and combination attacks. Experience an adventure larger and deeper than ever before. Yes. That could be so many RPGs. <laughs> That's like the most generic shit. Say that again. The story is not over. Encounter even more heroes and villains. Travel to amazing worlds you've never experienced. Use powerful new techniques, magic, and combination attacks. Experience an adventure larger and deeper than ever before. There's some key words in here. Also keep in mind, you're already on the RPG track of mind. Yeah, just trying to think what combos. You've only played so many JRPGs since meeting me. That's true. Let's see, there's Xenoblade and Kingdom Hearts and Monster Hunter. The story is not over. It would have to be Kingdom Hearts, because that's like the only RPG I've ever finished. Which one? How many are there? <laughs> Four? There's three main three. three. I'm guessing three. It's two. What's the, Okay, so what's? I wonder what the difference is between the second one and the third one, back of the box. Do you have the third back of the box on Yeah, there? I'll grab it real quick. Okay. Can you read that one and see if there's any difference between multiple combos? It probably says the same stuff. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so the, um, the second one says, the story is not over. Encounter even more Disney heroes and villains. Travel to amazing worlds you've never experienced. Use powerful new techniques, magic, and combination attacks. It's really the combination attack. Experience an adventure larger and deeper than ever before. That's Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 3. The ultimate battle for Kingdom Hearts is upon us. Team up with Disney Legends and battle against darkness. (laughs) (laughs) So not a whole lot of difference there. Yeah. Let me take a sip of water here. I'm doing a lot of talking. You have. Good stuff. All right. To the next one? Yes. Let's do it. Are you keeping tabs on how many you've uh, wrecked? We got screwed up on. So you got, you got, um, resistance. Yes. Maybe keep a tally in your little notebook over there. Okay, cool. You got resistance, God of War. Wait, wait, wait. Pokemon. Wait. One. Do you want me to just tally? Yeah. So, okay, so resistance. How many do I have? So, this is ten sucks. One, two. Resistance. Uh, God of War three. Ruby Ruby version. That's three. Yeah. You did not get Ocarina of Time, right? No, you did get Ocarina. 
No, you did not. No, I didn't. No, oh, yeah, I did. You did after I gave you like a lot of subtle hints. That's fine. Okay, I'll count it four. Yeah. Um, you didn't get Halo 3. You did not get Shadow of Mordor. Um, and you got Super Smash. Five. All right. You're doing well so far. Halfway there to rotten peeps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? selling this, yeah. Live another life in another world. Create and play any character you can imagine. Next generation graphics, unprecedented visuals, including lifelike towns, dungeons, and realistic forests. Turn the tide of darkness. With the empire ready to crumble, the gates of blank open and demons march upon the land. You must find the lost heir to the throne and unravel the sinister plot that threatens to destroy all of blank. I started out with Sims, like it's a town game. And then you're like, the Empire. And then I was like, Star Wars? Town Builder? And then you're like, demons from the deep. And I was like, what are we even talking about here? <laughs> Read that again. My mind is just... I have no idea. Live another life. I'm so glad, because I thought some of these keywords, you were just like, boom, boom, I got it. This is awesome. I love it. Live another life in another world. Create and play any character you can imagine. Next generation graphics. Unprecedented visuals, including lifelike towns, dungeons, and realistic forests. Turn the tide of darkness. With the empire ready to crumble, the gates of blank open and demons march upon the land. You must find the lost heir to the throne and unravel the sinister plot that threatens to destroy all of blank. The hell? <laughs> I can't it's the empire and then the demons in the throne that's throwing me off. Like, realistic towns and things, I'm thinking... Yeah, it could be Knights of the Old Republic, and it could be probably the second one. But then when you say demons and a throne, I guess the throne could be the Empire. There's one key sentence to this that I don't think you're paying enough attention to. Okay, one more time. Turn the tide of darkness with the Empire ready to crumble. The gates of blank open and demons march upon the land. Oh, it's Oblivion. Yes. Yes. Because you were like, demons and thrones. I'm like, there's a couple words in between that that you're not getting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the gates of, of, of oblivion open and demons march upon the land. Okay. Okay, six. Good deal. With lots of coaxing. Um, okay, you could have seen how I got the empire and then like the throne and the empire's crumbling. Yeah. As Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. Ready? Yes. Live the battles. Pick your side. Battle on unique plants. Planets. Plants. Fight a soldier on the front lines where every weapon and vehicle you see is yours. Tank the blank, take the blank head on or crush the blank by yourself or with an army behind you. Choose your soldier wisely. Each unit has different weapons and capabilities. Fight up to 16 players in massive online battles. <laughs> I can't believe you're not getting this right away. I want to say this like Halo, but I already did a Halo. Whatever, read it again. Live the battles. Fight a soldier on the front lines where every weapon and vehicle you see is yours. Okay. okay. Take the blank head on or crush the blank. Oh, that's what's throwing me off. Take like the covenant head on is what I'm thinking. But then crush the blank. So think it's like there's two different sides that you could potentially fight on. Okay. You can take the blank head on or 
You can crush the blank. By yourself or with an army behind you. Fight up to 16 players in massive online battles. Choose your soldier wisely. Each unit has different weapons and capabilities. Plot over pilot over 30 vehicles, including blank, blank, and blank. <laughs> what? I want Battle Battlefront 2? Battlefront 1. Balls. I'll okay. give it to you though, because there's nothing that would distinguish this one, one from the versus, second. Okay. Yeah. Um, other than probably saying playing as heroes and villains, but I probably would have I would have bleeped that out. But give it to yourself, I think okay. you should get that. Jeez, that's so difficult. <laughs> I had no idea. Right. A 400-year-old clue in the coffin of blank sets a modern-day person on an exploration, leading to the discovery of a forgotten island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The search turns deadly when blank becomes stranded on the island and hunted by mercenaries. Outnumbered and outgunned, blank and his companions must fight to survive as they begin to unravel the terrible secrets hidden on the island. High action platforms. I want to say it's um, Uncharted 1. Gorgeous environments. You're right. Yeah. Because he found the... uh, Sir Francis Drake. Yeah, Drake's thing. Mm -hmm. Was it a ring or a necklace? I think it was a necklace. I can't remember. Yeah, I skipped a lot of this because it says a 400-year-old clue in the coffin. That's what That instantly put me on... I remember that. Of Sir Francis... Because I listened to plot. Yeah. Well, the Uncharted games, that's a series I do care about. Okay. Um, Hell yeah, I'm up to eight. Ready? Yes. You're about to get those peeps. Peeps, peeps. Earth is ours no more. Mm. A thousand years from now, blank roam the land and mankind is no longer the dominant species. A young hunter embarks on a journey to discover her destiny. Yeah, Travis is going to play this game. Yes. What is it called? Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Some of these I knew you were going to get right away, but I had to put them in because, like, I could have... For, like, if you did this for me, it could have been completely just N64 and PS1 games, but that was those were eras that you didn't really play. Yeah. And so there's there's a lot of games that I had to, like, what has Ryan played? I basically had to picture myself in your your mind of the catalog of games you've played, and I had to make sure that you played them, and these were games that you would get. I'm glad that a lot of these you're having trouble with, though, because it makes it a lot more interesting than just yeah. you getting them right away. Well, like, leaving stuff out is, yeah. I mean, because... One, I don't listen to the, read the back of the boxes, which I think you do, don't you? Do read you, the back of the box? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to brag, but I would destroy in this game. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Play? Oh, dude, wait. I need to check. Okay. One. Okay, cool. You are the hero of blank. Hmm. Play as blank and five other characters plus two hidden heroes. Explore locations from the movie like blank in the blank. Fight vicious foes from the movie. I'm not going to name those either. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, but I don't know which two heroes were hidden. Doesn't was matter. It Sam it's and the Frodo? Game Boy Advance version. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Sam and Frodo. Or Mary Smeagol, Smeagol was a hidden character. In the Game Boy Advance game? Yeah, I think. No. I'm and, pretty sure. And the Return of the King game on the PS2, you could unlock Faramir, Mary Pippin, Frodo... Sam was a hidden character, maybe? No, Sam was... He was playable on the outside. Well, I'm trying to think Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. I think Sam, and then I think you could play Smeagol. Okay. Um, awesome. Peeps are mine. This is more because I just... 
All right, I'm just going to say it. Okay. You ready? Yep. Buddy up for an epic adventure. Explore huge worlds and solve incredible puzzles as the dynamic duo and take on the evil blank. Let me zoom in on some of these other. Explore epic platforming playgrounds. Meet an incredible cast of characters. Boy. Learn un- <laughs> What's that? Boy. No, it's not boy. <laughs> an incredible lifeless cast of characters. Yeah. Oh, my wife said, you want to go collect some emblems? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Learn an arsenal of unique moves and powers. Okay. I have no idea. So what was that? Buddy up for an epic adventure. Explore huge worlds and solve incredible puzzles as the dynamic duo blank and blank take on the evil blank. Explore explore epic platforming playgrounds. Meet an unforgettable cast of characters and learn an arsenal of unique moves and powers. Trying to think what game has a duo. You got this. Well, because I keep thinking, like, that could be a Zelda game. But there's no, in, like, Breath of the Wild, there's no friend fairy. An unforgettable cast of characters. But it's a platformer. Mm Mm-hmm. God, what platformers have I played? I don't think you've played this. I just wanted to put it in here. (laughs) Oh, okay. Shameless advertising. Let's see. Oh, it's, um, it's, then it's that one Vita game that you have. That you have the CD of. No, you're thinking... No. It's the purple lizard guy and, like, green dude? Yeah, so ukulele. Ukulele. <laughs> it's not on Vita, though. It's on Switch and PS4. And I have the vinyl for it. Is that one of the... I, I could have sworn you had it on Vita. No, it doesn't exist on the Vita. I wish it did. I'd buy it a third time. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see how many of these we have left. One, two, three, Yeah, because the only, like, duo five. platformers is Zelda. We have five left, Ryan. Okay. This next one's going to be really hard for as, me to, for me to say it without as just hard completely as giving away. All right. Welcome to your new life. Something's always happening in the world of blank. Nonstop fun every single day. Spend days and nights exploring an exciting world with your amazing new friends. Travel to see your buddies and showcase your home decorate and remodel to suit your sense of style keep yourself and your friends happy by building a town that fits your style let me see if it's animal crossing new leaf yeah on the three i was thinking minecraft and i was like you don't have any friends and it's not going to say like redecorate because it's always being blown up this should be a fun one dude i'm so excited make sure you do a little tally yeah i am I'm so excited for the new Animal Crossing. It's going to be great. I will not be seen for a week as I get those bells. From random crime to global threat, the entire city is relying on you to save it. Do anything Blank can with breathtaking new moves and amazing combos. Battle Blank, bust street crimes, or clash with classic villains. What? Go anywhere, interact with anything and anyone. For a second, I thought it was Crackdown, but it's probably Spider-Man. Which one? Shit. I think I've only played Spider-Man 2. 
I haven't really played much of this new one. Blank for the first time from street to rooftop across the entire city. Web sling for the first time. When was the first time you could web sling across an open world? Spider-Man 1, probably. Spider-Man 2. Was it really? I thought Spider-Man 1 was one. No, Spider-Man 1 on the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube was automatic web slinging, and you couldn't go on the ground. Like oh. you, you couldn't kill yourself in that game. If you if you did, you would just web sling to the sky. You, I think I think I've seen that because they were talking about the uh, animator for number two was talking about. Yeah, ready yeah. for the next one? You, did you put one? Another uh, down? I'll put it down. You got your peeps already. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, I could go extra peeps. Rediscover another world. Join blank as he sets out on an epic quest. Sorry, I wasn't listening. For your sentence. I really? was thinking about Spider-Man. Okay. So. Restart? Well, yeah. Rediscover another world. Join the blank, or join blank, as he sets out on an epic quest to find a new kingdom. And with the help of some friends, unite his world and save its people from a terrible evil. I think the kingdom is, is it Nino Kuni? Yeah, too. Yeah. Um, Nino Kuni. I still need to upgrade my kingdom. All right, you ready? Get all the people. Yeah. A nightmare from below, a hero from within. The planet rot lies in ruin, cities crumbling, man's greatest works fallen. Humanity is cornered, nowhere to run, the blank has risen, and they won't stop coming. They won't stop killing. The blank is desperate for soldiers. The sick, the wounded, the imprisoned are all that remain. What? A blank, or blank, once left to die is now charged with keeping humanity alive. He can take comfort in but one fact, the human race isn't extinct yet. What? <laughs> yes! I thought this was going to be an easy one. I don't remember. Can you read that again? A Nightmare from Below, a I, hero... I think that's Gears of War. It has to be a Nightmare from Below. Yeah. It's the first one. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I barely remember that. Because that's a, one of the games I got for Lauren. Hey, little sister, you want to have a chainsaw like up <laughs> to people? the face? Yeah. It's upper alley. Yeah, definitely. All right, this is the last one, Ryan. Okay. Um, your trusty friend wades into the marshes to flush out your prey. Your fingers tighten around your blank. Oh. Suddenly, there's a blank in the air. You've only got three shots to bag this thing. And if you miss, even your dog laughs at you. But become a sharpshooter and you'll progress to the next round where two blanks fly up the same time. And then you're on to the ultimate challenge, clay shooting, where you'll compete in a <laughs> wild clay shooting contest. Play blank and dis discover you can have lots of laughs and be challenged at the same time. <sighs> It's the gun game on the uh, NES. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you were saying some stuff, and I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> like, shoot one up, and your you have finger, three arrows. Your you're fingers like, tighten around you. And I was like, blank. why are you in a swamp? Like, I'm thinking Dark Souls swamps, and then you're like, you have three arrows. I was like, you're clearly not in Dark Souls. And then you're like, they shoot them up at the same time. I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah. That was good fun. Yeah, that was fun. You enjoyed it? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you didn't just steamroll through all of those and there was actually some, uh, I have absolutely no idea what's happening right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, some of those are hard. Good stuff. Well, hopefully we get some listener feedback. Please write into the show. Um, it'd be great if you could take screenshots for me to ask questions for Ryan. And if he doesn't get them, then he'll just embarrass himself. It'll be great. Um, I, I have no problem. You know, maybe every three to five episodes doing this. I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's fun for me to kind of go through my catalog of games and figuring out, one, if Ryan's played it, and if he has, I'll take a screenshot of it. And if he hasn't, potential recommendation mm-hmm. for you. So, um, again, if you want to take screenshots of Back of the Box, um, by all means, a lot of those, actually, I think just about all of them, even if I had the game, I just went on Google because it was easier yeah. and said, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, GBA, Back of Box, and I could get a screenshot of it just because I could much easier... It's a lot easier to do that than go through all my games. But, yeah. Because um, also we don't keep all the boxes. Yeah. But like GBA stuff, I don't have those boxes anymore. Yeah. So please write in. Let me know if it's a segment that you guys enjoyed listening to and hopefully kind of competing yourselves and um, trying to guess the games. So. Yeah. And if I guess if you want to hear me talk about a topic that I research or if you want me to talk about something you bring up, I guess. Yeah. Right. Was the segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know. Mm-hmm. That but sounds good. Do you want to um, talk about Game of Thrones a bit? Yeah, sure. Maybe we just do a recap real quick of last week's episode. All right. Sounds good. So it was basically an almost beat for beat reimagining of season one, episode one. Yep. So John and Daenerys, of course, arrive at Winterfell. And uh, very much like the first season when they come riding in the king and Robert and his family. Exactly. Um, they're kind of all aligned waiting for. John and Daenerys and the thousands of Unsullied and Dothraki and the dragons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I liked how um, they were talking about it, how they did a mirror of Arya's grown up and she lets the other kid run around and like climb up the tree. Exactly. As she did in the first episode with her helmet. Yeah. Uh, so that was really good. And so Bran is awkward as all hell. Oh my gosh, he's so bizarre. I'm glad we talked like for two seconds, but uh, you, you Dragon's dead and he's resurrected and now he's joined the other well, side. Well, that, that's the really interesting thing is Daenerys was talking to Sansa, who clearly does not like Daenerys at all. Yeah. And, you know, they're just kind of shooting the shit. They're really just doing whatever. And Bran's like, we don't have time for this. The dragon has burned the wall. The White Walkers are approaching. And by the way, your dead dragon is now a White Walker dragon. Yeah. And did Daenerys even really have much of a reaction? No, I would have expected more of like, holy cow, or crying, or whatever. Something. Yeah, I don't know if she's trying to be stoic, or what. Yeah, it was bizarre how that kind of all played out there. But I think the biggest thing in this episode, and what's probably going to be the confrontation and tension throughout the next several episodes, especially leading up to the Battle of Winterfell, is that when the people of Winterfell deems Jon King of the North, and he kind of forgot about that and just said like i I don't want to be king in the north i've already bent the knee to denarius they're not willing to bend the knee to another person yeah and i think his thing was they elected me to lead them they should trust my decision by the way i brought back thousands of people to that we can't feed to fight that yeah to fight this oncoming army like please be somewhat appreciative of what i've done yeah, I, I think they, once they see the Army of the Dead, they're like, hey, we should probably accept this, uh, all their cannon fodder mm-hmm. of humans. Yeah. But there are a lot of great... Um, Reuniting? Yeah, reuni- yeah um, reunions. Reunions, yeah. One of my favorite was definitely when John was at the start tree. Yes. And Arya approaches and said, you've gotten shorter. And he, what does he say to her? 
Um, oh, what does he say to her? He turns around and says something, and because uh, well, you don't see much of Jon Snow's um, humor at mm-hmm. all, and yeah. him being snippy and Ario and him, Ario, Arya and him were very close. Yeah, um, he's like, I thought you died, and he's like, I did, <laughs> like kind of thing. That was cool. But their their embrace when she jumped and hugged him, I thought was that was really a special moment for them. Yeah. And then just reminding him, like, don't forget about the family. Yeah, she was very much... Like, go kill people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he said, like, Sansa doesn't very much like Daenerys. And she's like, she's just being concerned about the family. And you should be, too. Yeah. Or, like, I hope you remember it or something and like that. And John kind of had this moment of pause, like... Oh, well, she's grown up a bit. No one, yeah, she really has her own Oh, he says, oh, did he kill anyone with that, like... With Needle. needle. And she said, I've used had to use it once or twice. Yeah. So she, he clearly has no idea the badass that she's become. Yeah. Another cool reunion was when... Sansa and uh, Tyrion. Seriously, yeah, Sansa and Tyrion had that. And Sansa gave him a lot of crap because he believed... Like you trust your sister? Yeah. She's like, oh, no. She's like, I used to think you were the, the wittiest man alive mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, clearly Tyrion has... I don't know if it's because Daenerys has kind of corrupted him a little bit. I don't know. What do you think about his character? I'm like really worried about him just kind of falling well, off the I think the he made a secret pact with um, his sister. And like after Sansa leaves, Bran, I think, is probably like he was sitting in his chair of like seeing everyone. He was probably looking at what um, he talked about in that reunion. Or like when he's like, oh, you're, sis- you're pregnant. And then it cut off. Mm. They probably make, made a pact. I think we discussed that previously, but I we think did. that's what Bran was looking because he looked down and he saw Bran like ogling him. He's well, like, he, he could also be Bran could also be looking at King's Landing and figuring out what is Cersei actually planning to do. Is she sending her troops? I mean, we're going to know soon enough because Jamie, of course, is going to give them the news that like, hey, Cersei's not coming. Yeah, and they're not going to have enough time to. Retaliate. And Tyrion said to Danny, and that's going to put Tyrion in even worse graces mm-hmm. when Jamie confirms that there are no troops coming, and that also pissed off the North. Right when um, Tyrion said, hey, the North is coming, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But at the same time, there's it's completely out of his control. I mean, if it wasn't for Tyrion, they never would have left King's Landing with the somewhat comfort that Cersei was going to provide troops, right? Yeah. Because he went back and said, let me go talk to my sister. Well, now it's going to be, hey, not only is she not bringing troops, she has the Golden Company mm-hmm. to kill you. And I feel like the Golden Company, if they see the White Walkers, they're not going to really concern themselves with the North. I think it's when they see the dragons, they're going to join sides with the Targaryen. Yeah, so I th- let's talk about episode... Well, I guess let's keep dissecting episode one. Uh, one of the other really cool reunions was the mountain saw Gendry again. And he was giving a, a bunch of crap, and Arya said, like, hey, cut it out. And the reunion between them, like, oh, well, you're so still good. alive. He, he said, you're, you're, such a a little, bitch. you're such a little bitch, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, But it was nice because she smiled. He said something like, that's, I guess that's why you're still alive. Mm-hmm. And so they had a nice little smile. And there's certainly like a little flaming romance going on between Gendry and Arya. Yeah. Whether they're going to have enough Arya was flirting it up. Yeah. So whether they're going to have enough time to act on any of that it remains to be seen. But yeah, I wouldn't does. be surprised if episode two, they, they fool around. Because, I mean... We have a whole episode, an hour long, before the Battle of Winterfell even starts. Is tonight an hour? Yeah. Okay. And granted, there's going to be a lot of build-up to that event, a lot of forging, a lot of battle prepping and planning yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see because, of course, 
we find out that Gendry and, and Beric are still alive mm-hmm. somehow. They they survived the fall of the wall, and they went to Hardhelm. Uh, last Hearth. Ha- last Hearth. Yeah, Hardhelm. Hardhelm is the uh, the wildling the, home. You raised me up. Yeah. Moment. Yeah, Josh Groban. Yep. So when they were there, they found the Night's Watch folks. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene. I love the humor that was infused in this episode. It was really good. It was really good because he's like, his eyes are blue. And then... <laughs> like, always My eyes blue. have always been blue. I love um, Tormund so much. Yeah, I hope he doesn't die. I know, that would be so upsetting. Yeah. But they walk into this room and you see the weird sign that's been teased over the number of seasons. Mm-hmm. The White Walkers have this weird circular... Whatever yeah. you don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it was limbs of people. Yeah. And in the center of that was this young boy pinned to the wall, and you thought he was dead, and he ended up like spazzing out as a White Walker. His eyes opened as you're looking at Torment from behind. You're like, oh shit! And then Barrick lights and him on then fire. Then he starts screaming like a freaking horror movie. So it reminded watched, me of The Grudge. I watched the behind the scenes filming of that scene. Mm. They did it in one take. They brought in a midget, who they put him in a full like flame fighting bodysuit it the only light he had was a little small peepholes in the eye socket area and they actually lit him on fire and so they had the director in the back they said on the count of three there is gonna you're gonna be lit on fire and then when i count to three again you're gonna go nuts because after he lit him on fire it spreads it's yeah and so he goes nuts you know he makes all the mm-hmm. noises and then when they say cut then the, the crew came in and just hosed him down, hosed him down, and put all the fire out, and he was perfectly fine after that. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's no way I would do that. Hey, do you want to be a flamey midget today? Uh, no, but I guess it's in my contract. Fifty grand? Sure. Why not? Like, dude, I'll be a flame midget for you any day. You give me fifty grand. <laughs> so come on, Gigi. Oh god. <laughs> Bring it on. Get out of here with that. Uh, anyways. Any other big moments, Ryan, other than the the very end? Um, I don't think so. I'm sure we're missing Jane, something. Yeah, yeah, So the very end. So I guess leading up to that, uh, John gets on Rhaegal, the dragon. Oh, yeah, shit. That's and, huge. And flies around, which I think that's the moment that Varys, specifically Tyrion, has a sneaking suspicion that John is actually a Targaryen because... Only Targaryens really know how to ride dragons, and Jon's clearly never been on one before, and he rides it somewhat Yeah, well. dragons will only accept someone with dragon blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool, and I really liked the scene with, you look at a Drogon, he's like, when he's kissing, he's like, what, are you scared of these guys? And it looks at, like, they're both growling, and then she, he's they go back to kissing, and he has, like, one eye open, and it's just zooms up on Drogon's face and I was like this is amazing it just looked like a puppy like watching its owner make out with someone for the first time just like I don't trust you yet like yeah (laughs) what are you doing with my owner that was so good that was really good I liked it a lot oh there was another one um gosh there was another scene that I was just thinking of that was important it was when um Daenerys um was talking to Sam oh about like Mm -hmm. Um, books, and then he's like, "Hey, can I have like be pardoned for something?" He's like, "What crime did you do?" He's like, "I stole library books, basically." Yeah. She's like, "Okay, cool." And um, then this a really like well acted scene with Sam, where Danny tells him that like I lit your dad on fire with my dragon. He's like, "Oh, cool. At least I'll be accepted back home by my brother." And then Danny and what's his face, 
um, look at each other like, oh, shit. We lit him on fire, too. Sir Jorah. Yeah, Jorah. And then he tells him, and he just breaks down. It's like, can I leave? And then he goes out, and Bran's like, hey, you should probably talk to John because you're his brother. Mm-hmm. And so then John meets, or Samwell goes down to the Stark Crypt and talks to John, and John's like, my father's the most honorable man I ever met. And John's like, or um, Samwell's, well, Ned Stark was a very honorable man, but your father's Rhaegar Targaryen, your mom's Lyanna Stark. Yeah, he t- kept, he's honorable because he kept his promise, like he said. Mm-hmm. And because he said Robert Baratheon would have killed you the moment he figured that news out. And so uh, Samwell basically says, you've been the rightful heir to the throne for forever, essentially. Mm-hmm. And... But not the throne of the north, but the throne of the seven kingdoms. Yeah. And, and yeah. he said, you bent the knee to Daenerys. Would she do the same to you? Yeah. And then it kind of cut from that scene. And I think that went directly into Jamie. You see this cloaked figure on a horse coming into Winterfell. Great security measures in Winterfell, by the way. Yeah. And Jamie parks his horse, gets off, pulls over the hood. You know, it's J- you see it's Jamie. He looks to his over his shoulder and he just sees Bran just staring at him. <laughs> yeah. And then he realizes he's the kid he pushed out of the window. And he's like, oh, shit. So I saw a great meme. Um, There's where, so many good ones. Where Jamie looks at him and says, need a push? And then Bran says, can you give me a hand? <laughs> yeah. Jamie yeah, lost his that's hand. so good. So there's just a lot of really great stuff out there. Have but. you seen the, uh, I saw a meme. It was just Bran's face. And then it was like, it was that Dwight Shoot Shroot meme where the girl like the blonde haired girl comes angela? up behind him angela and he's like oh fuck like he looks around oh yeah oh that one was so good it just had a picture of brand's face on it yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff i mean you gotta give it to him he looks like a uh like a, a vegetable like someone that had a lobotomy yeah so he's like, it's well acted it's just i mean bizarre. if someone had access to all knowledge over all of time that's what they would be acting like pretty much you don't have you're there's no humanity there there's no interpersonal like the people who get extreme or like who are extremely smart, generally they talk at like a level that's hard to relate to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, hitting the puberty, folks, just like Bran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's maybe predict some things that we think is going to happen in the next episode. Yeah. So in the trailer for the next episode, there was Jamie, it starts out, is on trial in front of um, Daenerys, John, Sansa, Tyrion, yeah, the team, the squad. And she's like, basically, my brother used to tell me stories about the guy who killed our father and what we'd do to him. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, oh, crap. And then there's a lot of uh, Danny looking angry at, like, Sansa and things. Um, there was one scene with Jamie going being put in jail. And what I'm thinking is, yeah, they're going to talk about it. He's going to explain, like, why he killed the king. Um, I, it won't be as emotional as that bathtub scene with uh Tarth. i think the only potential scenario that would allow Daenerys to pardon him so to speak would be Tyrion stepping up and saying um your dad was nuts and then bran backing that up with actually looking back to see what um aegon was gonna do mm-hmm. and what jamie prevented him from doing yeah and i think that what's gonna happen is why danny was looking so mad at sansa was basically like we can't you are a skilled fighter. Let your punish be, punishment be you're on the front lines mm-hmm. with everyone else. Yeah. You fight with us. And then she's going to look pissed because she wants his head or him burned alive. But 
I think that's why Sense would like overrule. Yep. No, I think the same. Any the other Take potential cleanliness away. Yeah, the other potential scenario I see is Jamie being locked up and then Tyrion, Tyrion releasing him and said, "We need you. Like we need your help mm-hmm. because the White Walkers are here." Yeah, they're bigger threat than what happened years ago. Yeah. Then there's a lot of prepping for battles. Yeah, you I see Masande uh, kissing um, Grey Worm. Mm-hmm. They're embracing for potentially their last embrace. Yes. Yeah. The White Walkers are here. You see Ser Jorah, like, on his horse, like, riding, very concerned about something. But it's still daylight, so I don't really know what's happening. Maybe Tormund's arriving. Yeah, Tormund like, arrives, and basically, like, how long do we have left? And he's like, to the more... Before like, the sun rises. Yeah, before the before sun rises. Before Gandalf comes on the third day, and the Rohirrim and saves the day. See? <laughs> <laughs> Look to the light of the third day, or look to the east of the third day. The third day. <laughs> it's like, okay. The best freaking scene in all of Lord of the Rings. You're like, oh, we're screwed. Let's ride out with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's such an epic scene. Yeah. Ride with me. So good. Um, and then it shows Tyrion looking over the wall. Um, and he, it's probably going to be the end scene of the episode where he sees from the original trailer for the season... Where you see the one footprint come down. Yep. Or the one hoof. From the horse, yeah. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, the whites will be arriving. They're going to be all prepped for battle, and that'll lead directly into next week. And that's why I think they talked about this fight scene being the longest in televised history. Yeah. I think that's why they're not going to waste any time in episode three. Like, it is going to start out. And I wonder if they're going to start out the episode and not do the opening little scene and start it out at the end of the battle, like the aftermath. And we'll just see kind of an overshoot, overpan of the aftermath. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see the opening. Dun-dun-dun. Two hours previously. And then, and then it'll, then it'll start. Something like that. To kind of tease you, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be real. And yeah, then, I have no idea how they're going to do it. I know it's going to be amazing, though. Because, um, I mean, the director that, that they brought in for this episode said he took a lot of inspiration from the Battle of Helm's Deep for this episode. Oh, nice. He said he almost... Like, he didn't copy-paste, but there's a lot of similarities between the two. <laughs> Someone shoots a bow before they should have. Like, kills a White Walker with, like, a studded arrow. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the Lord of the Rings movies on your hard drive? Yes. Extended edition. Oh, dude. Why have you not... Ex- Give me dude, your- I gave it to you previously. Give me your drive, I said, man. here's 500 gigs worth of music. You can take whatever you want. Here's one this movie if you want to watch it. I have like 150 movies on there. Now, how would I transfer? I'd have to download it on my computer and then transfer it to my drive, right? Yeah, you can just route it through one drive to the next. Just plug them both in. Okay. Um, yeah, I can. It's, it even has like the scene where Gandalf goes against the Witch King. Have you seen that scene? Like in Minas Tirith? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Um,. What are we talking about? Game of Thrones. So I think also, obviously, John's going to tell Danny that he's a Targaryen. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be... Because cool. one of these scenes shows Danny being upset or sad. And I wonder if... Because they have to fill an hour worth of stuff. So I'm wondering if they're going to see the flashback between Robert Baratheon fighting yeah, Rhaegar. Yeah, that would be cool. Like the go back to who Rhaegar was and, like, the what started it all with Robert's Rebellion. Like, what if they start the episode with that, you know? Yeah. Like, the ba- or the tourney of Harrenhal, mm-hmm. where Lyanna gets the flower from Rhaegar. Rhaegar or Robert? No. So, 
John's dad mm-hmm. was the prince under the Mad King. Yep. And he was one of these knights during this um, tournament, and he was married to um, one of the Sand Snake girls. Not Sand Snakes, but like from Dorn, one of the Dornish girls that the mountain killed, and that's why What's-His-Face was so mad at the mountain. So basically, at the end of the tournament, he gave flowers to Lyanna Stark, which is like crowning like you're the most beautiful person, instead mm-hmm. of his wife. So his wife's kind of like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, and then that kind of starts, then they fall in love, and then um, Rhaegar gets Lyanna pregnant, and they think that Robert thinks that it's because uh, Rhaegar uh, raped her, mm, essentially. Yep. And then that starts this huge thing. And then they overthrow the Targaryens. And um, Robert kills Rhaegar, John's dad. Mm-hmm. So they could show all of that, or they can show... Like a snippet? Yeah. I mean, I think both would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it that. is confirmed that the actor was in the place where... Uh, like the same location, like the same hotel. Oh yeah, he posted on Twitter about that. Yeah, and then he got deleted. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. So that would be awesome. Cool. Well, I'm really excited for episode two tonight. I think we'll two hours can't go fast enough. Exactly. So, is that anything? I mean, do you have anything else to say? No, just get hyped and let us know what you want for those segments if you want those or not. And yeah, if you like the back of the box, if you like the idea of Ryan ranting and rambling about either lore. or just a random topic that you guys submit yeah let us know uh next week again travis executive producer of the show will be making his debut on the otaku brothers podcast we'll be talking about avengers endgame first impressions and a little spoiler cast for those that have already seen it and we're also going to go to a deep dive on the cimmerillion and all things tolkien lore yeah should we should probably when we edit put endgame at the end say hey anything after this yep cool yep think way ahead of me oh yeah dude trust me I'm so excited for Endgame. Got locked like, down. oh my gosh, it's gonna be great. I'm so excited. I watched Avengers: Infinity War last night. Getting hyped again. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Good stuff. So yeah, all you fine people out there, look forward to Avengers: Endgame episode. Tolkien, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Travis himself. So uh, Ryan, any parting thoughts or words of advice for our listeners? Every day above ground is a good day. The best kind of advice you could give on Otaku Brothers. Yep. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.